Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. I should have stayed home and played with myself. What do you like to do? Oh, I don't know. Play chess? Screw. Well, let's play chess. The Indianapolis Colts select Anthony Richardson. Quarterback, Florida. Richardson going to take off and run. He's in there. Touchdown. I-N-D-Y. The first career touchdown. Here's Halliburton into the front court. Mishandled it, but gets a shot. Hits yeah. it. Hits it. John, I have never been better to be on the air with you here in Indianapolis, a place where so many of my dreams have come true. The Ride with JMV on 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Hey, good to be with you. And uh, I've missed you, honestly. It's been a while since we talked, at least on this show, going back to last Friday. And then with me on the radio going back to Sunday for the Colts pregame huddle, um, I, I will give you – I'm not going to give you a long-winded – you guys are all going to say, well, it's long-winded. Whatever you say, it's not going to be long-winded. But here's what happens. Now, this is my belief in life, right? My belief is the moment last week when James, who's back in studio and has been for the week, when he had said, hey, um, I'm feeling sick – and Todd, our executive producer, was in studio, and James can vouch for me on this. And uh, my response was, hey, you know what? It's weird. I never get sick. And that, that quote was like a bubble above my head, you know, like a comic book strip. And at that moment, I turned to Todd and go, hey, you know what? I'm going to pay the price for that. I even knocked on wood. And you know me, I'm Mr. Ridiculous Superstitious. I'm a huge believer in karma, or karma, I should say. And the moment that that came out is the moment to when I could just know that sooner rather than later I was going to end up feeling ill. And that's exactly what happened. End up feeling ill. I missed you guys yesterday. Shout out to Greg Rakestraw for doing this show in studio. Then I missed you guys on Tuesday. Brian No was in on Tuesday. Hopefully you had a fantastic Christmas, whether it's Christmas Day or Christmas Eve. And I know we didn't get a chance to talk about the Colts and that incredibly lackluster, disappointing performance in Atlanta. Yeah, it's funny. People were saying, oh, here comes Schlepprock. Oh, here he comes he's gonna rip this team he said they weren't gonna be any good and you know then when they're not any good in a game you know he goes off on him yeah hold on a second here no I'm always fair about this and I told you going back at least a month ago right actually I tell you what how about three weeks ago three weeks ago I told you this team now has expectations and I'm sorry if we have to talk about those expectations, that's a good look. That's exactly how I felt past two days right there. But we have expectations now. I'm not mad. I don't know what you're going to rip into, but I will tell you this. 
that I'm going to be disappointed if this is not a postseason team. And I'm going to tell you this, you should be too. You should be too. Everybody always counters with, hey, this is not the product. The product is in the future, and the future is bright. Let's face it, unless you're me and you know that karma is coming to whip your ass like it did the moment I said, hey, I never get sick. Unless you're me and you know that's coming, you don't know a damn thing about the future. Now, I will tell you this. It looks as if the path is the path you should be going on. I'll give you that. But nobody knows anything about the future. And I will also have somebody else back me up. He's in the ring of honor. He's a former Colts wide receiver. And basically, Bill Brooks, friend of mine, friend of this show on the Colts pregame huddle, he disagrees with most things I say. And I don't, I don't blame him because he probably looks at me going, man, this guy is a turd from southern Indiana. What does he know about anything? But he is incredibly nice and has never said that out loud. But I'm sure he's probably thinking it like everybody else. And he backed me up on Sunday when I said, hey, before the game, you're going to Atlanta. And I know that we all thought that this cold season was going to stink. And I know everybody has now called this in terms of season-wise and defining it as playing with house money, that cliche. But really, you're not. Really, you're not. And here's why. Because you don't have any idea when you're going to be back. And my point has always been, I don't care what you are at that moment, but... If you have the opportunity to do something that people like me didn't think you were going to be able to do, if you have the opportunity to go to the postseason when most people out there, local, national, did not think you could, then you do it. I always go back to the 10 cup quote, right? When 10 cup, and my, my man Romy's shaking his head right here because he's a big golf fan. When he says, and this is when uh, Roy McAvoy, the character Tin Cup, Kevin Costner says, all right, you ride it until it bucks you or you don't ride at all. And that's always been my point. I'm just going to be upset if I feel they leave anything on the table. And I think we all came away with that feeling after Sunday's game that they left a great deal on the table. It's not like that they went into Atlanta and it was them versus the world type of thing where Atlanta had everything working for them and Atlanta's a great team and everything is, is sorted out for them. Atlanta was a team that was coming off a loss in Carolina, for goodness sake. So I look back at that game and I can't help but think, even if you do have a do-over coming up this weekend against the Raiders, even if you believe that the greater years are, are those to come, I hope that you're right. But I'm not going to sit here and tell you that you are because nobody knows. And we've been down this path before. The path of everything is going to be all right. Don't worry about it. We're going to be great. And we all know how that turned out in the luck era. So I guess I could counter with the don't count your chickens before they hatch cliche. But I just want this team to take full advantage of the moment in which it has been presented. And they put themselves in a great spot, a great opportunity 
with the way that they had played and with their schedule to take advantage of that, go to the postseason, and whether or not they go to Miami and lose or wherever, wherever they go and lose. I mean, hell, if they were happen to host, whatever, if they lose, at least you punch your ticket. Fans have not been given enough around here, certainly in years past, really on both sides of it, professionally speaking. I mean, we are, we, we are out here, and I'm right there with you. We, we have been a bunch of losers. We've been a bunch of losers. All we do is lose. All we do is fast forward to, hey, I can't wait to free agency. Hey, what are they going to do on a trade? Hey, what are we looking like in 2029? And I get sick and tired of that. So I understand where you're thinking, well, you didn't think that they were going to be that great, and you downplayed them at the beginning. Yeah, who cares? That, that's great. That is great when you can hit the mark, Right. If I were to have said, hey, you watch this team, they're going to get better. They're going to be without their first-round draft pick quarterback, and Gardner Minshew is going to lead them to this position right now. The only reason that makes any difference is for me to be able to tell you that that's what I said. Other than that, it doesn't matter. What matters is where they are right now. What matters was what presented itself to them on Sunday. And my disappointment is not with the season in general. My disappointment was with what we witnessed that really did play so well a week prior at home against Pittsburgh that was non-existent. Thank you, Sarah. The lovely is in the house. Non-existent on Sunday. So before you all say, hey, here he goes again, the slip rock, and he's always, "Uh uh-uh. No, I, I just expect more. And I expect these guys, because believe me, to a man, they would absolutely back on. I'm telling you right now, they want to get in. They don't care what I said or what anybody said earlier this season. They don't care what happened last week. They want to punch their ticket. They want to get in. They want to play to the best of their ability. And that's all we're talking about right here is that. So that's where I was left disappointed. I was left disappointed because I thought that second half against the Steelers, that second half against the Steelers was exactly what you were looking for. And really a team offensively, defensively, and especially offensively that played as well as it could with that group. So that's where my disappointment is. And again, as I've always told you, Before you start saying, well, you just got to bring all the negativity. I don't want to bring all the negativity anymore. It's been years, years of negativity, and it wears you out, and I get it. I want the positivity. I want some winning. I want to see this team take advantage of an opportunity that is presented to them. And so what Bill Brooks talked about with me on Sunday, he's a former player that would know that's exactly my thought with this team moving forward. Take advantage of where you are right now. Believe me, that's exactly what they're talking about with Antonio Pierce and the Raiders. They got that Raider swag back right now. You saw that Raider swag. Like everybody's talking about what what worries you about this and about that. I mean, there are a myriad of things, a variety of things that concern me about this matchup coming up on Sunday. But that was a team that was a team that couldn't get anything out of their quarterback on Sunday in Kansas City that won in Kansas City. They got some swag working right now. That's what would concern me. I mean, it all comes out in the wash and it all equates to good fortune.
And the Raiders took advantage and would be taking advantage of situations presented to them, just like I hope the Colts can do on Sunday. And just like I was disappointed the Colts didn't do this past Sunday. So it, it really has, it has zero to do with, you know, hoping I can gripe about something. Because believe me, I have, if you know me at all, I am sick and stinking tired of griping about stuff. There is nothing I want to do less than gripe about stuff. I want to talk about how, hey, this group is really good. Hey, look how they're playing. Hey, you know what? I want you to be excited about that too, whether you're at home and doing your thing in a Zoom meeting or you're back at the office at the water cooler. I want you to be excited about the product that's presented to you because then in turn, you transfer that excitement to this show and you listen and you're there more and you're around more. You're invested more. You're a part of it more. I mean, hell, that's what we all want. Just some don't say it. I'll just flat, flat tell you. And I've always had a belief in myself for being around and doing this for 19 years of knowing exactly, and I don't care what age you are, whether you're my age, older than me, younger than me, you're a member of Generation X, Generation Z, or whatever generation is forthcoming, you know what, we are going to be able to relate. I don't care what age you are. And that common theme, that common bond is always going to be success. And in terms of what I do, it's success in your local team. The team that you absolutely are invested in, the team that you care about, that's what truly matters. That's what was disappointed about Sunday. However, that is the opportunity that presents itself for this team once again coming up on Sunday. And we'll start with Sunday. Now, it's going to take them both, right? It's going to take them both. It's going to take Sunday against the Raiders. It's going to take a week after in the regular season finale against the Texans. But you start with Sunday. And however you need to do it, whether it's Tony Sperano Jr. or it's Shane Steichen, you know, whatever it is in the locker room, get that offensive line back to where it was against the Steelers, especially in the second half. Find a running game. And this doesn't come without good fortune. They need good fortune. Braden Smith back at practice today. That'd be good fortune. Michael Pittman Jr., red jersey off. That would be good fortune. I think we saw, again, how much he means to this team. We saw that this past Sunday. That would also be good fortune. So there's a lot of role playing here. But present yourself as best you can and to a man, if they were allowed to come on and talk with this show, I guarantee you, somebody like Zaire Franklin, you think he looked and found out exactly how many missed tackles they had? And that was a, his defense? That was a part of him? You think he's going to look at that and go, oh, well, you know what? Everything's okay. This is, uh, we're playing with house money. Yeah, all right. Exactly not what he's going to say. He would agree with this. That's where this team is. And you need more of what you saw a week prior than what certainly did not transpire in Atlanta this past Sunday. So we got plenty of time to talk about that. I am so glad to be back inside the lounge via YouTube Live. Um, you know, the one good thing about being sick, I will say this. I was sick for the better part of three days. And it's always pissed me off in the past. When I've been sick and I haven't lost weight, but I've lost five pounds being sick, I will take that trade off. I will. I'll be sick, miss a couple of days, lose five pounds. That's good.
And I don't know if it's water weight, like I'm no doctor. I don't know if it's water weight or what, but I, I lost five pounds. And what else? I was keeping myself busy. I baked cornbread and I baked some uh, Cheddar Bay biscuits the other day. I just, for some reason, I have no taste. I can't taste them. And uh, right now, I haven't eaten them. But they're there ready in case somebody wants to right there. But I've lost five pounds. So you got to hear Rakestraw and Brian know the past two days. And I'll give you, and again, in a thumbnail sketch what I thought about that game on Sunday just now. But I get you back in time for Larceny Bourbon Locks and Luna Azul Tequila Shots for week number 17 as well. We're live at Taylor's Pub. Taylor's Pub and Grill. We're at Westfield Boulevard. And hey, pump his mic up really quick here. Jim Romanek of Heaven Hill Distillery joins us. 86th Street. 86th and Westfield. 86th and Westfield Boulevard right here. One of our favorite places to be. Kelsey's going to join us. Now, our betting analyst, Brent Halverson, is not here this week. He has taken some time. And believe me, I'm disinfected like a you-know-what. So don't worry. I don't mind. If, if uh, I've burnt my lips off trying to make sure I didn't get uh, any herpes or anything like that, um, so automatically people don't go, hey, wait a minute. No, no wonder this guy never had a date. But... <laughs> Jim Romanek is here with us. Romy, as you all know him, you are taking over as our betting analyst in for Brent Holverson today. I am. I am the substitute teacher. I'm taking over for. Uh, I'm taking over for Brent today. I've got his pick, so it's not like he's not here. He already sent him and uh, gave me specific rules on how to how to do the picks. So, yeah, it's no worries. We're gonna have some fun. Um, I'm not worried about you being sick. I'm just gonna consider this your Jordan. Oh, no, we're okay. Though. Look, you're, you're look Jordan. at the elixir I have right oh, here. Though you know, that's a. Very now, this nice. is what they tell me. A nice, strong Bloody Mary from Heaven Hill Distillery here and our friends at Taylor's Pub is exactly what I need I think you're gonna to get a, past it right now. You're going to be 100% better after the show. Can you, do I sound like I've been sick or do I sound like I've dogged it for two days and baked cornbread? What do I sound like? Sound like you ate some do I sound? Bake. Do I sound okay? You sound great. Yeah. Oh, man, yeah. I mean, I could have just stayed my ass home and baked cornbread for two days and not cared. I kind of wish you would have brought me some cheddar. I watched, seriously, I should have, man. I watched yesterday, I blank you not on this, I believe I watched at least 15 episodes of Seinfeld. Oh. I did. I just let her roll. I just let her roll. I mean, I started when Poppy peed on the couch. And I think ended when Putty was making his appearance there. Oh. So that spanned at least a couple of seasons right there. Putty's one of the greatest characters of all time on that show. Putty is not bad. i tell you what, underutilized Poppy peeing on the couch <laughs> and the way that Larry David and company transformed that forward to Frank Costanza sleeping on that couch at his son George's apartment and he turned the cushion over. As if it was okay? What, you had me sleeping in a puddle of urine? I mean, it just could not get any better than that. Hey, I know we start later on tonight with week 17 in our picks. Jets and Browns coming up this evening. What else are we thinking about? What are you thinking about with your picks, Romy? I'll tell you what, this NFL season's been crazy. Crazy, buddy. It's from one week to another. You just, I mean, you know, watching the Kansas City Swifties do what they've done all year. You know, they've been favored, then they come out and lose. The Colts last week. I mean, you said it. I mean, you watched that game. I mean, I was bummed out. Uh, I was. I was bummed out. Uh, that was. My nose is itching. That means somebody's coming. So somebody's coming here a little bit later. That performance was. Yeah. That was just hard. It was hard I to mean, watch. I mean, coming here. Yes. Yeah, hard to watch. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's just to project some of these games this year has just been absolutely astounding. Um, 
you know, anybody that has, I, I see like an eight and eight. I see Holder's specs. I see eight and eight. I mean, I see, we have you're, watched you're, an inordinate amount, have we not, of backup quarterbacks this year? Hundred percent more than you. Way yeah. more than usual. I think we've seen more backup quarterbacks this season in the last month and a half or so than we saw in the preseason altogether. Oh, 100%. more backup quarterbacks. Well, the Browns got the Browns have like ten starters out tonight. Plus, I, yeah, it's. I mean, it's. This season's been a season of attrition. So. I, people have told me they believe the Browns with Flacco would be a team to circle the AFC playoff picture as a dark horse right there. I can That's see what it they say. I can see it because, I mean, no, no one is ultimately consistent. Yeah. There's no, no consistency whatsoever. It's my man, Romy, right there. He's going to be hanging out throughout the course of the afternoon. Pacer fans, I'm not going to forget about you. Had a good win the night before last on the road in Houston, and that was a good win because Houston is very talented. Houston is very young, very athletic, very talented. Um, I'm trying to think anything that stood out to me regarding that game. Obviously, Halliburton played really well. Uh, The fact that Rick Carlisle changed up the lineup and went big with Jalen Smith and Miles in the lineup together and Neesmith into the starting lineup, that ultimately had to be done. Now, in case you did not know this, no Bruce Brown again for the third game this season coming up tonight in Chicago. Chicago's got a myriad of players out in their own right. Tyrese Halliburton is a question mark as well, but everybody else is good to go for that game. You can hear right here with Mark Boyle, Pat Boylan, and Eddie Gill coming up later on tonight from Chicago. That is the matchup with the Bulls and the Pacers. But no, you get back to that game the other night, that Tuesday night matchup down in Houston. And that didn't start out all that great. Pacers got back into it, hung around. You know what they did late? They did something that I want to see. I want to see not just the Pacers do, but I want to see the Colts do that as well. Put something away late. I want to see them put something away, put somebody away, all right, and not have to deal with it. That's what the Pacers did the other night. They put away the Rockets. Put away the Rockets with a a couple of defensive plays. One big defensive play by Miles and a great dial-up to a play that got Miles to the free throw line to tie it up because when they go to that timeout with, what, about a buck 30 or so remaining in the game, maybe around 145, and the Pacers down two for the first time in a while, I think we all thought the worst. But I believe eight straight up until the end of that point. Pacers end up winning. You don't want to give this back in Chicago coming up later on tonight. So we shall talk about that. Collegially speaking, we'll do that as well at 239-1070. Email the address is jmv at 1075thefan.com. Again, Taylor's Pub and Grill at Nora. We're at uh, 86 in Westfield Boulevard is our location here. Normally we do this in the fall or the late summer. That's a great looking shirt you got there, brother. Let me tell you that. And we're outside, but too cold to be outside today. We're inside. Great place. Great food. And we've got free samples. Romy? Yep. You've got the card, right? They have a new distillery sample card? 100%. Sample card is flowing. We got that for you. And again, that good news regarding the Colts coming up, hopefully... Well, kind of the same thing with Michael Pittman Jr. And then he got on that Jedi liner, and once he got off, uh, it was not the same for him. But man, do they need him, and hopefully he can't participate coming up on Sunday against the Raiders. Speaking of the Raiders, why they have hit a bit of a groove here and got some Raider swagger back. That's Raider swagger, and that secondary playmaking ability up front, indeed. 
Lincoln Kennedy of their radio network is going to join us. The longtime offensive tackle in the NFL is going to join us coming up on the other side. Me and Romy and our picks coming up at 4. I believe we have Mike Chappell in the 5 o'clock hour. And, you know, I was watching Comedy Central yesterday, too. And our 5.30 guest was doing a promo there like every five minutes, Andrew Catalan. And James, correct me if I'm wrong, Andrew's got the call here coming up on Sunday? You are correct. Andrew Catalan's going to be here. And if you watched any of Comedy Central, you have seen Andrew Catalan all over. James, am I right if you watched Comedy Central? Andrew uh, Catalan? I have not watched Comedy Central, but I'll you take haven't? your word for it. James, do you do anything? Do we do anything like-minded? It doesn't seem I didn't like listen do, to really. any Pantera today, which I'm assuming you did. I've listened to a little <laughs> bit today. All right. Anything like-minded, Seinfeld, anything uh, that you might do that... We both like Die that Hard. we both would do? We both like Die we Hard. We both like Die Hard, yeah. yeah. I watched Die Hard. I watched Die Hard on Christmas Eve That's a cl- and Christmas, Christmas Day. Yep, it's a Christmas classic. Couple of, a couple of different times right there, man. Like they say, it's not truly Christmas until Hans takes that plunge. I got my dad Off a Nakatomi Plaza. I got my dad a T-shirt that? that says that for uh, Christmas one year, actually. It's it's very true though, long-standing, very tradition right there. All right, James, thank you very much for hanging. Cam's the on-site engineer. Sianna is here. Jacob is here. Romy is our betting analyst. In for Brent Halverson too. You got your picks ready to go? Hundred percent. All right, a little over thirty minutes. We got our picks in our Week Seventeen Larceny Bourbon Locks and Luna Azul Tequila shots. Taylor's Pub and Grill. I want to see you up here if you got time. I know none of you guys are working today. Respect for that, too. So join us for some free samples like what I have right here, the cure-all, the Bloody Mary from Taylor's Pub and Grill. Again, Westfield Boulevard and 86th Street. Lincoln Kennedy of the Raiders Radio Network. What has been the trick? The change of coaches, the change in quarterback, the change to having that Raider swagger back. We'll talk to Lincoln Kennedy about that and a lot more coming up at 239-1070 inside the lounge via YouTube Live. The stream, the app, HD Radio, 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Back with you after this. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. The Ride with JMV. I love JMV. He looks like Rascal Flats guy. Got a cool soul patch. He does. And a buttery smooth voice. Oh, yeah. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Thank you so much for joining us. It is glad to be back here. Taylor's Pub and Grill. Not only is this a Larceny Bourbon Locks Lunazil Tequila Shots Thursday, but our tavern tour stop finds us here, which means we have Halvey JMV gear to give away while it lasts. So, haul ass up here. Again, 86th and Westfield. That is absolutely on my phone right there, isn't it? I do this all the time. James tells me otherwise. I just tend to forget. But we have plenty of gear for you up here. Again, our tavern tour stop with the gear. Jacob and Siano over here will hand it out to you. Nobody's working today, so just, yeah, join us on up here. And uh, I I tell you what, we'll we'll have Bloody Mary or so. You can see my 
concoction I put together here to get over this sickness. That and more for you coming up. Andrew Catalan also from CBS a little bit later on in the show, but on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline, you knew him as an offensive tackle badass in the day, and I'm assuming in radio terms he is probably still that and then some. From the Raider Radio Network, Lincoln Kennedy joins us. Hey, Lincoln, welcome to Indianapolis. How you doing? I'm doing well, guys. Thanks for having me. How are you doing? Does the uh, the badassery still apply? Does that transfer to on the field back in the day to radio today? I'm assuming it does, correct? Well, you know, what you do is when, when people define your, your legendary status as badass, you, that rides with you. You don't that doesn't drop off. It's not like it's going to fall off it, or ever become different. So you just you just ride the wave and keep it on for the rest of your life. That's a great way, I think, we can start with the conversation right here about this Raider team. It seems like right. that they're riding a wave right now, too. And, and what's been the biggest difference? And, and I'll give you my thoughts, and you can play off of it. One, obviously, is the change in head coach. But it looks like this is a Raider team, which obviously through decades known for its, its badassery, its swagger itself, it looks like that they got their swag back right now. Is that true? Well, it is definitely true. I think that the change has obviously been with Antonio Pierce. It's hard to put your finger on it. And even for me, for you know, being around the team and, and covering the organization, on well, what's the difference? You still have the same players. You Pretty much you still have the same coaches. It's a philosophy. And it goes back to that age-old saying that, you know, a coach is going to take on the personality. I mean, a team is going to take on the personality of its coach. And I think that's what you see right now. You see the attitude come out from Antonio Pierce, who's, who's uh, proclaimed since he's taken the job uh, and been in, named interim head coach that, you know, I am a Raider. I have that attitude, and I'm, I'm going to do it for Al Davis, and I'm going to do it for the good of the shield. And so I think you've seen the players pick that up. But, you know, the response has been the energy of the players. And I think, you know, you guys cover enough sports, so you'll, you'll probably agree with this point. You know, when you have um, a, 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 an infectious, contagious sort of uh, uh, attitude or aura about yourself in the locker room, it tends to transmit throughout the rest of the locker room. It goes down to the players and the coaches and everything else. And I think that's what you see on the football field. Is this uh, Antonio Pierce a guy that from what you've recognized so far, I mean, clearly as a player and a coach at many levels, he has been a leader. Has this right. been seamless in terms of his leadership? It's not going to be as a coach. Don't get me wrong, Lincoln. But has it been seamless in terms of his level of leadership he's offered this group? Well, it's kind of hard to say it's seamless because you know when you have a transition such as a head coaching change middle of the season, there's so much, there's a great level of uncertainty from everybody from the business side to the coaching side to the player side. There's a level of uncertainty because you don't know what the future holds. But I do know that when, when Josh McDaniels got the job, he had a plan for Derek Carr. Derek Carr is no longer with us, and one of the reasons is probably why Josh McDaniels is no longer with us. Um, Antonio has come in and tried to you know, share these guys right to where they're playing with heart. And I think that's what you've seen so far since he's taken over. Lincoln Kennedy joins us. He's on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. What's um, been the transition with this defense? Are they just doing something talent-wise, especially individually up front and in that secondary that's always been there, but now because of what they're doing against teams like Kansas City, we're, we're finally taking notice here? Well, I, I think, you know, of course, a big win on Christmas Day against Kansas City is going to give you notice, especially when the team hadn't beat them in the last seven tries, I think it was. But what, what you're seeing right now is what you're, you're seeing other guys sort of rise to the occasion. Look, 
On defense, you know what you got with Max Crosby. He's playing at an all-pro level. Should be in consideration for defensive player of the year. But recently, you've had guys like Malcolm Kuntz play better. On the other side, you have guys, linebackers, like Devon Diablo, as well as Fulane, has had a pretty solid season. And then Trayvon Merrick, the safety, is playing well. With the addition of Jack Jones, they've been able to free up a lot of things and play a lot faster and a lot harder. Patrick Graham is doing some of his best coaching uh, in recent weeks uh, on the defensive side to get these guys, to bring these guys out. Defense is what kept this team in football games when the offense was inept. Most likely last week uh, against Kansas City, didn't score an offensive touchdown. Didn't complete a pass, I don't think, in the second half uh, for the most part. So um, uh, it, it, was, it was difficult for them to get any type of production, but the defense kept them in it. Hey, Lincoln, this is Chris Hagan from Fox TV here in hey, Indianapolis. Chris. I just wanted to touch base about, hey, good to talk to you. Happy New Year. Um, Thank you. Thank you. Last week I was down in Atlanta when the Colts lost to a Falcons team that had lost the week before to the Panthers. And Gardner mm-hmm. Minshew was saying, hey, this is a week-to-week league. And then from the Raiders, they get shut out one week, and then they put up 63 the next week. Is, I mean, that's not a cliche that it's hard to win in the NFL, especially this time of year when you have teams trying to play their win into the playoffs. So you, you can't take any team or anything for granted, can you? You never can. It doesn't matter the records. It doesn't matter the status or the situation or what you're in. You know, the thing is, and I was telling some people this when they were talking about how, uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes came on and said, look, I missed Christmas Eve with his kids, and he looked like he was, you know, crying a, a river. And I was like, you know what, miss me with that. Oh, poor me. You make, you make more money than God. You can afford to have Christmas any day you want to. So, but, but you never – my point is that you never know when a guy's having a bad day or you never know when a guy might not be on his, 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 his top game. So, you know, you, you take it for what it's worth. That's why football is the greatest team game. You've got to have all guys out there performing at the same level or somebody's going to be missed. But with that being said – Look, everyone gets paid, and everyone has, has an athletic ability to be out there. It's the mental that's going to put you over the top. And for what AP has been able to do, Antonio Pierce has been able to do at, at coaching, an interim coach, is he's been able to bring out that better mental competitiveness out of this team, most, most notably on the defense. Uh, former NFL offensive line badass Lincoln Kennedy from the Raiders Radio Network, kind enough to join us on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. Tavern Tour Stop with Heaven Hill Distillery. We're at Nora, north side of Indianapolis at Taylor's Pub and Grill. Has Antonio Pierce proven enough to be named the future head coach past this year of the Raiders, in your opinion? For me, yes. Without a doubt. I, I think the Raiders miss a big opportunity with Rich Lasaccia about having not you know, keeping him. And I think he's a well of a coach. And one of the things I appreciate about Lasaccia when he, when he took over, Lasaccia held the players accountable. And I think that resonates really big in the locker room. That's exactly what AP did this year with my, Marcus Peters, a well-known defensive back in the National Football League, former All-Pro. Um, so he held him accountable. And I think that resonates. I think that resonates through the locker room because now guys know that no one's safe. doesn't matter how much money you make. It doesn't matter your status. No one's safe. you got to go out there and perform because that's what we evaluate people on a performance-based business. So, you know, with that being said, I think Antonio Pierce has done enough to qualify him to be the next head coach of the Raiders. Hey, Lincoln, uh, I'm going to jump in again, and I'm sure John's not finished asking about the Colts and Raiders, but i got to ask you <laughs> about Monday when them Washington Huskies get together with the Texas Longhorns in the playoffs. Michael Penix, of course, played football yeah. at IU before he we went out west. What's your take on that big game come Monday? Well, it's huge. I mean, you have two teams that are facing off one another. They did last year in the Alamo Bowl. 
Washington was able to come out on top 27-20, but this year it's going to be a different round. Sark has got those Longhorns playing some good football, and they've got it. They added some speed on defense as well as some speed on offense, but most notably, those big two, those two big defensive tackles they've got in the middle there are going to make it very hard for the dogs to run between the tackles. With that being said, I still think they need to commit and have to try the run because you have to stay as, uh, as consistently balanced as possible. You can't just be one-dimensional and think you're going to beat the Longhorns. Well, you, can, you can tell he's already broken down this game, John. Well, he's ready. I might as well go. Since you brought it up and, and got us off of Colts and Raiders, I might as well That's ask him about do. the other side, too. Michigan and Alabama, Lincoln, while we're at it, what do you think? Should be should be a good game. I'm going to see if, if Michigan is able to run against that Alabama defense, if they're going to have to be forced to open up in the pass game. You know, they got away with it at Penn State and other times throughout the year, but I think Alabama's a different animal. I think Alabama can score, much like Ohio State does, so it'll be interesting to see how Alabama is going to contain Michigan's uh, – Alabama's offense is going to contain Michigan's defense because, you know, they can get after you well. So it should be a low-scoring battle. I would take the under. I tell you what, I'm, I'm excited. I know there was a huge controversy about Florida State. You know, that's a story for another day. But I'm excited about right. the four that got in, and I'm super excited about both of these semifinals. It wouldn't shock me if any of these four team, teams win it all, but I'm glad to see they're going to do it on the field. Not like back in the day when teams had to share national championships because you couldn't get them on the field together, right? Well, you know, I was part of that, you know, back in the day when you had the split polls. Yep. I shared a national championship with Miami. And I knew that when – BCS started, BCS was flawed. I knew when the playoffs started, the biggest thing when, the, when they first established the playoffs, I said, there's not enough teams. I mean, and, and the system was flawed. It, 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 you know, just dumbfounds me how we've gotten as far as we have with as flawed of a system without, you know, putting as much emphasis to make the change. And what I mean by that is you have a power five, you have power five throughout the country, but you only have four spots. How much sense does that make? And it was just—it was just bound to happen that somebody was going to go undefeated, um, and somebody was not going to be able to get in. And look, we've seen it before. And, but it's also been, you know, smaller schools. I remember when Utah went undefeated, and they had to settle on—I think it was the Orange Bowl or something like that—but they weren't part of the national championship. There's been other teams that have been undefeated. They might not have the recognition of, say, a Florida State. But the system was so flawed for so long. I'm surprised we got away with it as long as we did. He is Lincoln Kennedy of the Raider Radio Network on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. What is the uh, – what's the minimum here? And I don't want to sound like because he's a Purdue guy and we've always liked him a great deal. What is the minimum or what is required to get a Raiders win coming from their quarterback, the bare minimum of what is expected from, from Aiden O'Connell game to game, for example, like Sunday? Yeah, I mean, I hate to use the, the use the what's the typical term that you say. Well, you got to manage the game. Of course, yeah, of course you got to manage right. the game. You don't. You know, nobody wants to see their quarterback go over and turn over the ball. You know, a bunch of times give defenses advantage. But for Aiden O'Connell's growth, I think. Well, you know, here's the thing. He's grown a lot since he came in. I remember the first Charger game that Aiden was in there. I was critical of him because he was holding on to football, and I ended up having you know Khalil Mack had a career day with six sacks, holding on to football, trying to wait for something to happen. And I've been, you know, I've been critical of him at times. I think Aiden's growth is going to come in, in slowly. And what I mean by that is maturity of seeing the speed of the game. You know, forget, I think, what, he's a 26-year-old rookie. And, and so it's not like he's, you know, a spring chicken. But he has to learn the NFL speed. Case in point, uh, last week in Kansas City, for one series, he went out there and they threw straight, three straight, he threw three straight passes at Devontae Adams trying to force the ball to get the ball to number 17. I know Devontae's a tremendous asset, but I've said all along, don't take it if it's not there. Don't force it if it's not there because you're going to put the ball in jeopardy. 
I, that being said, you know, Aiden's frustration coming off after that series, I saw it written on his face that, man, I should have connected. Yeah, we could have had opportunities like that, and it's up to the quarterback. That's why it's the most prolific position. It's up to the quarterback to get it done. So I think Aiden's going to be, Aiden's going to be patient. He's going to grow. He's going to get better. But one of his best friends right now is having a consistent running game, and I'm hoping the Raiders can establish it at that stingy coach defense. Lincoln, doesn't this go back to what you said earlier about how football is the greatest team sport? Because we can sit here and project and say you got to do this and you got to do that, but then you don't know who's going to muff a punt. You can't predict two defensive scores in a row. You never know which of those plays or players it's going to come down to, and you you say, okay, that's the reason why he doesn't have to throw for 400 yards. That's the reason why you gave up, you know, red zone field positions. And as much football as you've seen a lot more than John and I, every game you watch, there's something that happens that you've never seen before. The only rule that I will always hold on to and hold true to is that if you have a quarterback, you have a chance. That's the only rule. Right. Everything else is, is up to opinionage, opinions and execution. Uh, but if you have a quarterback, you have a chance. And that's why quarterback is the most prolific position. They get all the attention when things go right. They get all the blame when things go wrong. It comes with the territory. So if you see somebody crying in his milk like Patrick Mahomes was crying in his milk this past Monday, then, you know, you, you don't feel bad for him. You know, kid, a guy comes up and says, well, I really wish I could have spent Christmas Eve with my kids. You make more money than God. Any day can be Christmas with you. So why, why are you crying about not being able to be there for your kids on one day? But it is what it is. So uh, it's all, like I said, the only factor I hold on to is you have a quarterback, you have a chance. I'm shocked that a Raider is talking trash about a Chief. I mean, when has that ever happened in the history of sports broadcasting that a Raider has a little something to say about a Chief? I, John, have you ever heard this in your life? Never in my life. I love it, though. Was I talking trash or was I speaking truth? Oh, okay, okay. You can answer that, man. You I, can, think he, I think so. That's a lot of, there's 98% truth in that, but there's a little trash, yeah, exactly. too, which I like. I, I'm curious about this. Let's just say um, you were the same era. How would you fare against Max Crosby having to block him? Well, first of all, I would I would go to my coach and say, We're, I'm not backing up, you know, 30, 40, 50 times a game. I need to go forward. I would, you know, the best way that I neutralize uh, powerful and speed rushers was go right at him. Go right at him with the run. Isolate me one-on-one. Put me on him one-on-one. Let me have him one-on-one. And if I need help, then you put help on my side. But at the most part, I'm going to go after him. I'm going to go with the attitude that I'm going to take you out of the equation. You're not going to be a factor that day. That's the way I play. When we talked about, you know, we said something about talking trash. When you did play, and we see a little bit of this when you see players mic'd up, how much jabbering was there back and forth? And was it in a friendly nature, or did things really get heated depending week to week who you were up against? I didn't talk trash. I mean, I played against a lot of guys who did, but I didn't. I was not a trash talker. I was one of those guys that was going to go out there and perform. You know, you, I've, I've been called fat. I've been called lazy. I've been called slow. I've been called everything underneath the sun. But one thing that you're not going to call me, you're not going to call me a, quit, a quitter or an easy win. It's uh, Lincoln Kennedy right there, the Raiders Radio Network, uh, the former uh, tackle who would uh, do just fine, farewell against Max Crosby <laughs> and, and most at that position back in the day, uh, joining us on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. Hey, happy holidays. Safe travels here to Indy. It's been a pleasure talking with you, and uh, we'll do it again soon, hopefully uh, in, in a capacity in which uh, we have some more fun with it. But, man, good conversation, Lincoln. Thank you. Guys, I love the city of Indianapolis. My good buddy Rico Elmore is with Fatheads, and he, he, he's a big Indianapolis Colts fan, so I'm sure he's listening right now. But I, I can't wait to be there. You got it, buddy. Thank you, Lincoln. 
See you guys. Talk to you soon. All right. So Lincoln, Lincoln Kennedy right there with Fatheads? Who? He had uh, Rico. He said his buddy was listening. Rico of Fat. Do we know Rico of Fatheads? Romy, do you? Yeah. You do? Yeah. Dude, Romy I, knows everybody. I know, dude, I know these guys. Um, you probably, yeah. There's, see, that's what happens when you got <laughs> connections in the world of alcohol. Exactly. You I'm, get to I'm, know I'm, everybody. I'm telling you, when you visit 20, when you visit <laughs> 20 bars a day, <laughs> five days a week, well, let's go six. It brings the whole world to you right it there. It does. That's our betting analyst, Romy. He is in for Brent Holverson today. That's Chris Hagan. Got to take a break. Anything you want to add to tease before when we? You, when you were when I was driving in, you said my nose is itching. Somebody's coming to see that's me. That's it. Like, yeah, that's it right there. Oh. Did you ever hear that growing yeah, up? Yeah, yeah. You know, I heard you know, all those old in grandparents. The South. I heard everything. Yeah. Like so, do you uh, put a Buckeye in your pocket to cure a sore foot? We don't do that in the South. I mean, anything with Buckeye in it, nobody wants to hear about that. Well, no, that's true though. That's Amen. in the South. So, I eat black-eyed peas South. though on New Year's Day. You got to do that. Uh, what What's the New Year's Day? tradition up here cabbage you cabbage get, yeah, yeah. More beef and cabbage bunch of weirdos oh, you got that right quick break we'll come back we got your calls if you want to do that at 239-1070 it's a tavern tour stop the gear is here at taylor's on uh, the north side up in north that's 86 and westfield boulevard this is also a week 17 larceny bourbon locks and luna's dual tequila shots andrew catalan is going to join us of cbs five o'clock hour chapel's going to be here as well the free samples from Heaven Hill Distillery flowing. Quick break. We're back with you. 93.5107.5 The Fan. Next. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. The Ride with JMV. Have you ever killed anyone? Yeah, but they were all bad. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Oh, I'm back and I'm feeling good. Happy holidays to you. JMV Takeover. We are back on New Year's Eve. That's on a Sunday night. What's up, Kevin? B1057. Uh, honestly, though, I felt like complete crap for about two and a half days. And I gave you... My thought of, of when all of it started to happen was that day last week when James said, hey, I'm sick in front of Todd Meyer, our executive producer, and me in studio. And James, you were there, right? My response was, you know, it's funny. I never get sick. And I told Todd at that moment, well, here it comes. I'm done. I even tried to knock on wood. Yes, you did. I remember and I, that. Evidently, yeah, I did. I don't, is that... Is that real wood in the studio? Is it uh, no particle board or something like that? I, I don't know if that no counts, idea. but I tried to. I tried to. I knew as soon as I said it, I thought, "Man, you idiot! Way to go!" It's it's like talking to a pitcher that's throwing a perfect game. I just, and as soon as in there it was sick. So Blake was sick. I was sick. I got my mom sick. It's great, isn't it? Just fantastic. Now, the good thing about it, I have lost five pounds. I feel good about that. Whenever you get sick, whenever I get sick, I want to make sure that there is some good use to it. So hopefully it comes along with a little bit of sickness weight loss. I, I know people are going to say, well, as soon as you drink some water, it's going to come right back. But I don't care. It's just about the thought that it's actually going on. Yeah, five. See you later, five. Even though it'll probably be back here as soon as I consume these Bloody Marys right here, which is also really good elixir. Tell you what, if you're on hold, 
How long do we have here, James, before I need to break? Got about a minute. Give me Fulton. I know Fulton called in here and has been waiting. Fulton's at 239-1070. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays, buddy. Happy New Year to you. Thank you for the Christmas card. I got in the station today, and I finally got it. Thank you very much. Yeah, I know how you're feeling, JMV. I know you've been I'm I'm feeling time. much better. You talked to me yesterday or two days ago, not so good. But I'm feeling much uh, yeah. better now. Thank you very much, buddy. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I just got a new bike already, so. Well, you got to get me to that basketball practice sometime, so you let me know. Tell your family, have a great New Year, okay, Fulton? I will, JMV. We'll see you in the, um, for basketball. You got it. That's my man Fulton right there. Sent me a nice Christmas card. I'm sure we'll be celebrating with a call in or two on the JMV Takeover on Sunday night. I've been working closely with my guy. A shout out to Sean Matthews, who's doing some work for me, some imaging work, and what that means in the radio industry. If you don't know that, and I should probably tell you, it's uh, the voice work that you hear between the the songs and me and such. And uh, DJ Skids right now. Working on some stuff as well. All right, quick break. Romy's going to rejoin. Chris Hagan's going to be here, and Kelsey's going to Chelsea. join. Chelsea's going to join us here too. Man, Travis Kelsey's coming on the show. Travis he Kelsey is. That is, is awesome. On. Chelsea is coming on Did here. Bring a Taylor with him, and God, we are going to do our Larceny <laughs> Bourbon Locks and Luna Azul Tequila Shots Week 17, top of the hour. You guys ready? I'm ready. Ready. Quick break. We'll come back. You get a tavern tour stop and a pick'em. Kind of Thursday with Romy, with Hagen, with JMV at Taylor's Pub and Nora, 93.5107.5 The Fan. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. The Ride with JMV. Hans, Bobby. I'm your white knight. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Hey, welcome back to Taylor's Pub. You know, you also recognize on New Year's Eve the anniversary of us losing Ellis. As we re-entered right there. Very unfortunate right there. It was. Hey, happy holidays to you. Merry Christmas again. We're live at Taylor's Pub. A combination platter on this Thursday. Our Larceny Bourbon Locks and Luna Azul Tequila Shots. And uh, we've got a tavern tour stop. We've got stuff to give away with Halvey and JMV Tavern Tour Shop t-shirts and more. But uh, join us here. We would love to see you. Also, keep in mind, 8 o'clock tonight, Pacers and the Bulls. As of now, no Bruce Brown tonight, and we're awaiting on word a questionable Tyrese Halliburton is what was brought up earlier today. We await word on that. But, yes, there's your matchup coming up later on this evening, 8 o'clock right here, 7.30, your pregame coverage on 93.5, 107.5, the fan, Chris Hagan of Fox 59. We mentioned our guy, Romy, is here, too, from Heaven Hill Distillery, and Chelsea from Taylor's Pub and Grill, and Nora joins us now. How you doing, Chelsea? Good. How are you? How's business going? It's been crazy. Awesome. Yeah. Love to hear that. So uh, Thursday night up here at Taylor's Pub and Nora, what we got going on? Uh, all of our well drinks are on special. Uh, we've got Jack Fire on special. Lots of good food. Uh, got the game on tonight, so that should be fun. What's the service like here? Uh, it's 
fair to Midwin. No, I'm just kidding. It's, it's always great. Everybody's great here. I put it on a tee and she said, Kyle, Kyle somewhere going, okay, what'd she say? Where, fair right. to what? Who, what, where? Oh, 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 my phone's going off. Oh, no, it is. So, uh, food, what is the uh, the order, most popular order on the menu? Uh, everything's Chelsea. really good. This time of year, we sell a lot of pot roast sandwiches because it, you know, sticks oh, to the ribs. Sticks really to the good. ribs? Yeah. What's your favorite here, Romy? Oh, that pot roast sandwich is fantastic. Yep. Where's the lovely Sarah? She's still here. She's on the corner of the bar. We're going to your business, John. She's over there with T.S. She's Tommy, there, Tommy she's S. With, is hanging over there. Tommy Sutton, him. Clinton Hyatt. Yeah, the whole gang's here. Yeah, I got everybody, too. You ready to go? I'm ready to roll. All right, Chelsea, you ready with your picks? I'm ready. Hagan, are you ready? Yes. All right, Cam's ready. Jacob, Sienna, you ready? James, cue the band. Let's go. Week 17. Larceny, bourbon, locks, and Luna Azul tequila shot starts. On a Thursday night in Cleveland, the Jets and the Browns. Browns are established as seven-and-a-half-point favorites, as they should. However, a lot of missing pieces right there. I'm going to go ahead and lay the seven-and-a-half and take the surging Browns here at the end of the regular season. Romy, what do you got? Mr. Brent Holverson has deemed me his pick master, so he is. So this is a combination of you and Brent, no, or it's just all, Brent? It's all Brent. Okay, I'm the substitute, man. Okay, I'm, I'm I got you. Yeah, I'm Bobby. So this Br- is for Brent. I'm Bobby Brister. Brent Holverson's pick is. If you're scared, just say that. I'm not. <laughs> we can lay money on the line, Chelsea. She's a gambler. Uh, Mr. Holverson's also laying the seven and a half, and he's going to the Cleveland Browns. Good idea, Chelsea. What you got? I got the Browns too. Hagan. The Browns are going to beat the Flacco out of the Jets. I'll lay the points. This may be. The best game of the weekend. Maybe not, but it's pretty darn close, right? You got the Lions doing some things they haven't done since back when I was in college. Meantime, the Cowboys, people just kind of wait and see the Cowboys uh, and watch them fall apart. Last check, five and a half point favorites of the Cowboys at home. I'm going to lay the five and a half. Romy, and I'm going to take the Cowboys. What's Brent have today? Rand is also laying the uh, five and a half because he said Dallas is 7-0 at home this year, so he's going with the Cowboys. 7-0 at home with the Cowboys. Chelsea, what say you? I'm going Lions. You just, uh, like, you just like Detroit, don't you? She no, I Dan hate Campbell, everything man. about Michigan. Me too. Why do you hate Michigan? I, they have legalized weed. I do like that. Because I'm an Ohio State fan. Oh, dear. Oh, I don't like I just think it's dirty and armpitish. <laughs> <laughs> Are you through with your public service announcement? Uh, I, the Cowboys are a much different team at home, and even though I love Dan Campbell, I will lay the points Cowboys big. All right, so if that's not the game of the week, right, this is. But the Ravens, man, the Ravens are surging right now. Not the Ravens team we saw the Colts beat going back to the early portion of the season. Uh, they're at home against the Miami Dolphins, established at uh, last check. Was that three-point favorites, I think, right there, Romy? So I'm going to go ahead and lay the three. I'm going to take those Ravens because they are balling right now. What's Brent have for us? Even Brent on vacation is basically channeling you. You two also are we laying. Are channeling. You guys are basically twins. Baltimore Ravens for, for Mr. Holverson. By the way, Chelsea, uh, Tucker Barnhart. Catcher also hates Michigan, just like we do. <laughs> not for the same reasons, but does not like Michigan either. What do you got here in this game? I'm going Dolphins. I think it's revenge tour time for them. The Dolphins. 
did Hagen, Tucker, what did you Tucker play for the Tigers for a while? Did he tell people he hated? He uh, probably did not then, but I think uh, he feels comfortable <laughs> in doing it now. You know what? I was all prepared yes. to pick the Dolphins because the Ravens had the Super Bowl preview game. They went over there. The whole world was watching. It was a great win. But then, you know, the, the Dolphins dealing with some injuries. Uh, Waddle, I believe, is out. Guess what, though? I'll still take the Dolphins. I like them to win outright on the road at Baltimore. Who's your favorite Dolphins quarterback not named Dan Marino in Dolphins history? Go. Bob Greasy. Come on. It's David Woodley, dude. Oh, I was going to say Greasy. No, I like Greasy, too. He had his glasses. He took his helmet off after every play. I loved it because when you got your NFL gear at Sears, it said Dolphins 12. Yeah. And that was Bob to. Greasy. That's what I would always – you get the catalog and you would guess which player they meant to, for that to be. Did the players get extra money for that? When it was their jersey, clearly. There's no way they did. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you didn't have a dime. Did they get extra money for anything back then? You think? No. They probably didn't even know what was going on. So, they actually had to pay for that. I yeah. love I tell you what, the Sears gear is still by far the best. 100%. Make no, no question about that. Hey, goodbye to Tyler and Sarah. Thank you guys for coming out. We appreciate that. Larcity Bourbon Locks, Luna Azul Tequila Shots, week number 17. But the Bills are playing well as of late. They get the Patriots. Their season has been a mess. 13-point favorites at home. That is a big old fat number that... I want to take the Bills, but I'm afraid for a backdoor cover. So give me the points and the pats. Brent Halverson, what do you have, Romy? Oh, God, man. You guys are like full house. New England Patriots. Gotcha. What do you got over there, Chelsea? I'm taking Patriots with points, and that's with Josh Allen as my fantasy quarterback in the championship, too. Man, Chelsea's cool as hell right here. She's double dipping. She knows Uh, more than any of us right here, man. I told you. What did I warn you? I warned you last week about her. 13 points is a trap. Hagen, I, Hagen I, backing you up, that's kind of like <laughs> Nickelback backing up ACDC. That'd, that'd be a good double bill. I would go, go see, see that, it. though. There'd be a lot of um, chicks there. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I always love getting double-digit points in the NFL, <laughs> and I'll do it here with the Patriots plus 13. Week 17, Large City Bourbon Locks, Luna Azul Tequila Shots, Taylor's Pub in Nora. The Bears, three-point favorites at home against the Falcons. See, this is where the Falcons go. I think this whole work that they did against the Colts last week will be all for naught. I'm going to lay the three and give me the Bears. That Falcons thing, that's funny, may work in Atlanta. I don't think that's going to work anyplace else. It's not going to work in Chicago this weekend. Give me the Bears. Lay the points. What's Brent Halverson have? God, this had to really pain him. He, he as a Green Bay I'm Packer, sure it as is. a diehard yeah. Green Bay Packer fan, he actually picked the Bears. We're thinking the same thing right here, I believe. All right, Bears, what you got over there, Chelsea? I got the Bears for Romy. Hagan. You look at this graphic here, you see the Falcons have a lot to play for. Maybe I'm just uh, recency biased, but I'm going to take – the Falcons plus the points at Chicago. What most impressed you about what the Falcons did to the Colts in a bad way on Sunday? Because well, you were down there. Some of it was scheme-wise. You felt like, what are you doing on defense? Uh, Heineke, I think he's just... These Gus, these Gus's last two games here probably. in the regular season? I, I liked. I was impressed by Heineke. I liked the, they, got after, they got after Minshew, took him down a lot. I think they'll get after uh, whoever the Bears trot out there at QB. And I think... I think the Falcons will win the game. They got a lot, to, a lot on the line. And, of course, that's the team that lost the Panthers two weeks ago. So, you never know. But I like the Falcons. Are we feeling good about C.J. Stroud being back this weekend? We shall see. It looks like that maybe he's making strides, we'll say. So, you get the Texans at home against the Titans. Uh, Texans are five-and-a-half-point favorites. Lay the five-and-a-half. Give me the Texans. Really, either way, but especially if Stroud is uh, in the mix coming up this weekend. Texans. Romy. 
What do you think Brent went with? Texans. Yep. <laughs> They're right. Chelsea, what do you got? CJ is going to be the, the first quarterback to not make Ohio State look stupid, so I'm going Texans. Jim Carsados was really good. Now, nah, well. Texans will win. <laughs> Texans win, but they won't cover. Titans plus five and a half. Jim Carsados. You remember Jim Carsados? No. That was in the 80s. He threw a touchdown <laughs> pass at IU Memorial Stadium. True story right here. Hey, Rain Man, stick to Chris to this topic Carter, here. We're picking to Chris the game. Carter, <laughs> Chris Carter spiked it in the end zone, and guess who got it? Hello there, everybody. Oh, wow. That would have been me right there. Did you Thank throw it back? You. Oh, they made us. They probably sold the balls after the you game. You should have turned and burned and ran up the stairs. Oh, Chris Carter. Actually, I'm sorry. Before he spiked it, he did what end zone celebration? That would have been popular in shuffle. 1986, 88, I don't know. <laughs> the icky shuffle. He did. Ready? Billy White Shoes Johnson. Pee Wee Herman. Oh, wow, okay. R.I.P. Paul yeah, Rubens, Paul who Rubens. passed away this past year right there. All right, we'll say the Colts coming up for the end. Panthers and the Jaguars. Man, the Jaguars have been an absolute mess, but there is no way, none, they're as big a mess than to drop this game to the Panthers at home. I'm going to lay the six and a half and give me the Jags, even though they stank right now. What you got, Romy? I don't even know why I'm here, because you obviously Brent's texting you the whole time. <laughs> Jacksonville. She is, Sarah just wiped her hands off on you. She did. Sweet. It happens. She, she did. Chelsea, what do you got? I got the Jags. Hagan, what do you got over there? Now get this. I'm the, ready. The Colts and Texans are both favored. So if mm. they both win, if the Jags lose... They will not win the division because yes. the Colts and Texans play each other. They have to win this game, and they will, and they'll cover. How much? How much do they cover by? I mean, yeah, I know, you asked me if they're covered. The we got, you need an curious. exact number. I just was curious. Yes. They're going to win 27 to 10. Well done right there. Larceny, Bremen, Locks, Luna, Zulatiki, the shots, Rams, and Giants. Yeah, other than betting, there's not really much on this thing right now. What is that, a five-point? Five and a half. Five, five and a half. half. The Rams are currently in. The NFC playoffs. They need to, it's a big yeah. game for them. No, there's no doubt. Hey, lay that five and a half. Give me the Rams on the road. What you got, Romy? I'm just going to go pass it to Chelsea because obviously, <laughs> I, obviously I'm not even needed here as a substitute. So we got all point. the same stuff right here, don't yeah, we? Yeah, he's gone with the Rams. He won two more than I did last. I was 500 last week. I think he. Uh, you were. Uh, you, I was, eight, you like I was eight and eight. He was 10 and six. Right? You know what? He was 10 and six. Uh, yeah. JB was. Uh, you were eight and eight. Yeah, and then eight uh, eight. Travis was seven and nine. Seven and nine. You know what your uh, year to date is? It's 47%. That was my algebra grade in You're 1985 right there. Is. You know, on my fantasy side, I pick we pick every game every week, and I'm at 53%. So take that, John. What's your algebra grade? I was eighth grade algebra, 47%. Wow. I had, I had one math class in my entire college career. I made a C. I was talking about high school and junior high, brother. Well, I know that's the elite level they you didn't. reached in your oh, yeah, academic really. pursuits was I high school. To, they sent me down to – I got shipped down to consumer math pretty damn quick oh, no. right there. I had to learn how to write checks. Oh, my God. <laughs> For money I didn't have. So, yes. Chelsea, what do you got? Uh, Puka's going to go off. I got the Rams. Oh, yeah. I like the Puka hey, let's going watch your language here. Right this there. is a family that's show. That's right. I'll what take, you got, Hagan? It's a long trip. I think the Giants cover, but I think the Rams win. I'll take the points at home. There is zero way the Eagles have been playing well enough right now, to me, to go all in with this 11-point spread that they have right now. So Jonathan Gannon, the former defensive coordinator for the Cardinals, going back to Philly, where he was the D.C., and now the head coach of the Cardinals. Crappy year for them. Again, one of these fat number backdoor covers. Give me the Cardinals and the number, Romy. Well, obviously, you guys blind copied on that email that it's I didn't weird. I'm see. I'm trying to even change this up on the fly. You're trying to change it up, but he went with the Arizona Cardinals. 
Yeah, cool. I understand. Big fat numbers. We stay away from those. Those yep. are dangerous right there. What do you got, Chelsea? A uh, quick sidebar. Uh, I heard when Matt did this out at Ingles that he only got two right. Wow. So, I think that was true. There's a, there's a side yeah. bet, by the way. Yeah. So, uh, two right. no pressure, but... Uh, I don't know so if that was could, like a shout out to him or a diss, but either way, I got to do better than that. You but, can go uh, in the parking lot and throw you like parking lot jarts. Exactly. Better than that yeah. right now, Chelsea. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give the Cardinals <laughs> the points, and uh, I, I think the Eagles are frauds. I don't think they're that great. So, so you'll take the points. His yep. name is Hagan. Uh, yeah, I mean, you could be up 17 points in the fourth quarter. Next thing you know, the Cardinals score a meaningless touchdown yeah. for the game, but very meaningful for the spread. I, too, will take a double digit 10 and a half point. Larceny, bourbon locks, and Luna Azul tequila shots, week 17, Taylor's Pub. A combination of that with Heaven Hill Distillery and a tavern tour stop. We'd love to see you here, 86th and Westfield Boulevard. All right, the Saints and the Buccaneers, basically, if you're looking at the NFC South, there you go. I'm going to go ahead, and I know that there's three and a half points. No, check that. I'm sorry. Two and a half. Two and a half points, last check. Two and a half. I can't trust the Buccaneers to do much, but I will trust them to do this. Lay the two and a half. Give me the Buccaneers, Romy. Well, you know what? Ever since Baker Mayfield has stopped doing commercials, he's playing well. And again, you and Brent picked the same damn thing. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Chelsea, what do you got over there? I'm going Bucks as well. The NFC South, much like the AFC South. Does anybody want to win the division? Does anybody want to host a playoff game? I say the Bucks do, and I say they'll win and cover. All right. So we got San Francisco looks absolutely badass right now. Uh, at the Commanders. I mean, we, we, when you think about San Francisco, what don't they have other than who knows? I know who knows what you're going to get once you get into the postseason. But the spoiler could be at quarterback. Maybe we saw a little bit of a window into that this past week. This is a big, fat number. I just don't think you're going to see any backdoor cover at all. I'm going to lay the 12 and give me the Niners on the road in Washington. Romy. You know what? Sam Darnold didn't look too bad when he came out, but we were talking about backup quarterbacks all year long. Uh, but what a shocker. You and Brent have also picked the San Francisco <laughs> Man, that's, That 12 and a half is a big one right there, but it doesn't seem as big against the commanders for the Niners. What do you got, Chelsea? I'm taking Niners 12 and a half. I think they're embarrassed after last week and against the commanders. That's a good homecoming-esque game where they can just beat the ever-living crap out of them. Hagen, you the guys are suckers. Crap. They have to go all the way across the country. Uh, it's a short week. What do you think they're going on? Covered wagon all or the, what? They're fine. <laughs> Conestoga, uh, Conestoga, how do you say it? Conestoga wagon. Yeah. Uh, they're not going to be as up for this game, and all they want to do is win. They don't care about covering the spread. They don't care about fantasy points. They don't care about getting guys hurt this late in the season. They're going to show up. They're going to win, but it's not going to be by 13 points. You know what? It's a big number, though. I would agree. Large City Bourbon Locks, Luna's Oil Tequila Shots. You see the Steelers step back up after taking it on a Saturday here against the Colts. Look different, much like the Colts looked different last week down in Atlanta against the Seattle Seahawks. That's a three-and-a-half-point favorite for Seattle at home. Lay the three-and-a-half and give me Seattle. Romy? What do you think he did? He said Seattle, he the did. Seahawks right yeah, there. He Brent should. Chelsea, what are you saying sitting over there? I'm going to be bold with the points. I'll take the Steelers. I may, I may come in last and get two right, or I might just kick y'all's ass all over the place because <laughs> I'm taking the Steelers. They're going to get some uh, non-offensive points in this one and win. 
Chris, you're just copying me. I am. I've been looking at your paper the whole time. <laughs> Chargers and Broncos. I love the drama going on, right? Man, how much dead cap money is that going to be with Ru- Russell Wilson when they cut him coming up in March? Unlimited. Demoted he was at quarterback earlier in the week. We know that. Sean Payton did that. Broncos at home against the Chargers. The Chargers have been a mess for a while. Yeah, still... I'm going to lay the three and a half and give me the Broncos at home. I don't really know why. don't have a really evidence as to why that should occur, but that's my feeling. What do you got, Romy? Well, John Elway, I've heard, is coming back. So, Holverson obviously picked the Broncos I mean, just any, like anybody you. coming back right now. <laughs> so, got my nobody. goodness, what a yeah, he mess went with, that he went with Denver. Shocker. What do you got over there, Chelsea? I've got the Chargers. Two, two, teams, drama? two teams with drama and turmoil, so a coin flip game. And in a situation like that, I'll take three and a half points. I'll go with Chargers also. Bengals and the Chiefs. Lincoln Kennedy talked about how much crying the Chiefs are doing after that loss <laughs> of the Raiders last week. And, I mean, you look at the Bengals and things much different last week for Jake Browning than they were the week prior or really the week prior to that right now. So... Uh, what are we talking about here? Seven-point favorites at home for the Chiefs. Lay the seven. Give me KC at home. What do you got there? Well, again, this is, goes back to my commercial thing. You've got, you know, you got all these Kansas City guys doing commercials. Mr. Pfizer's out there. But shocker, Brent picked Kansas City and went with you. Wondering. Chelsea, what do you got? <laughs> I don't know about the points, but I'll take the Chiefs, and I think it's time to acknowledge that Taylor Swift is the modern-day Kardashian curse. Correct. She's Yoko Ono. <laughs> you know what? Uh, embarrassing home loss for the Chiefs, but I think this week they're going to shake it off, shake it off, and win Ew. and cover. Wow. <laughs> I did that for the Swifties out there. I know you See, have a lot I, I don't, to listen I, to I don't, I, don't really buy. I don't really buy into it. I'd date her. Would you date her? I mean, again, no. I mean, we had yeah. some fans together. It was... I don't want to talk about it on the radio. Why not? She sang a song about neither, it. Well, she's taller than I John Mayer. Isn't she like six feet tall or something? Easily. Yeah, she is. This is she, yeah. I would feel I'm just not much bad. into the, the music thing. Is she more country or pop? Pop or Pop now. and country, yeah. It's but a story for another country, day, right? but one time I'll have to tell you the story off air about how somehow I found myself front row by myself at a Taylor Swift concert here in Indy. It's a great would story. Would you go Taylor Swift or Britney Spears? In what way? <laughs> All the ways, in every, each and every way. Brittany Prime, uh, Taylor no, Swift is be right now. Taylor Swift is much present. more talented musically, uh, but as far as performance-wise, I would go with Brittany. I've seen her in concert three times too. Never. So you think there'll be like some kind of trapeze and like stuff like that? What are you talking about? I'm just guessing. We talking about are we still on the, the air? The, the is this fun a and real show? We talking about serious. a You guys brought it up. I didn't bring it up. All right. Uh, the final one before we get to the Colts here would be the Packers and the Vikings. Sorry, Tommy S. Yes. My bad, brother. We got uh, yeah. We got another quarterback change in Minneapolis. Unfortunately, I'm going to lay the two and give me the Packers on the road. Romy, I know what Brent has already, right? You already know. You Schwarzenegger, Danny DeVito, twins again. Green Bay Packers. Good <laughs> Lord, you guys. You guys picked the exact same game. <laughs> on, Almost all but one, I think, right there. That's weird. No, all the same. No, yeah. I think they're all the same. All right, that's really weird. Yeah, you guys have picked the same games, except for the last one. We'll see what you pick. <laughs> Chelsea, what do you got? Got Packers minus two for sure. Hagan, what you got over there, buddy? Elimination game in Minneapolis. Sorry, Packers, you're cooked because the Vikings will win on the home turf. All right, here's the one we all care about. And I mentioned this earlier, too. 
People always think, well, you're going in too hard. You didn't think the Colts were going to be any good this year. It turns out they have a nice record, surprisingly enough. And now after that loss on Sunday, you're all in on them. But no, I'm all in on them because I put in expectations. A couple of weeks ago, you go, this is the bare minimum you should expect from this team. And they didn't live up to that on Sunday. And as I talked about in the Colts pregame huddle, a former Colts wide receiver, Bill Brooks, As much as everybody looks at this Colts team and says, hey, the future is so bright, it can't miss, this is playing with house money, you never know. Because once upon a time, you felt the same way, and then what happened with that era, it did not work out that way at all. So, moral of the story is here, you take advantage of the moments in which you can take advantage of. Again, I thought last week was one. They didn't. I think this week is one. They do. Man, the Raiders look swaggerish once again. There's no doubt about it. I think the Colts, in some way, some form or fashion, defensively, they're going to realize that if you force a quarterback that doesn't want to make mistakes to undo his team into mistakes, that is going to be good for your team. So, and the three and a half point favorites at home for the Colts. I'm going to lay that three and a half. 27 13, and a couple of picks for the Colts on defense against Aiden O'Connell. You protect your quarterback. Gardner Minshew doesn't make mistakes. They put up 27 27 13 in the final. Colts over the Las Vegas Raiders. What do you got there, Romy? So, this is not going to happen. So, here's what we're going to do. Since Brent is not here. Yeah. And uh, I am the substitute teacher in the box. I'm going to change his pick. Oh, I like it. Because you guys can't, you guys can't have the same picks. I he he picked the Colts. Yeah, he's not here. You going to change it? He employed. He's he's he, it's his fault that he's he's employing <laughs> me. I'm switching his pick to the Raiders. Okay. Ooh, Lincoln well, Kennedy got him fired up. I got you, Chelsea. What do you got over there? So I don't know if. Romy told you guys that all I'm a big sneakerhead, and every game that I go to, I wear the opposing team's colors. I wore Raiders colors today. Uh, those are vandals right there, aren't they? <laughs> oh, they're close to it. <laughs> are those Nike vandals? No. Uh, no, the, no, Nike vandals are the Velcro. St- Nike vandals. There's no Velcro if you remember, on these. They, Termin- no, Terminator. Yes, they became yeah. popular in, in Terminator. Terminator. Oh, yeah. Michael Bean put them on. Go yeah. ahead. I'm sorry, Jess. No, you're fine. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be at the game with some of my best friends. Colts are going to take it for sure. Do or die time. It's go time. Hagan, explain to me your theory of this game. Well, last week they were hurt late. You find out a late scratch. You don't have Pittman available. You didn't protect the quarterback. The Raiders, the Raiders can get after the quarterback. Yeah. But you're, you hopefully you have Braden Smith back. Hopefully, you know, you, you get Pittman back. I don't know what the latest is on that. And I can tell you this. The Colts are 9-6 and six against the spread. That's fourth best in the NFL. But the play is the over. I'll take, I'll take the Raiders plus the points. I think the Colts win, but I don't, I don't like the three and a hook. Ten of the Colts games have gone over this season. That's the most in the league. I like the over. I like some ugly scores. I like defensive special team scores on both sides. I think it's going to be an entertaining game for New Year's Eve. I think the Colts will win. I don't like giving three and a half. So I'll take the Raiders plus the three and a half, like Romy said. Like I said, why do you keep looking at me like I'm that? Just gonna, I'm, tr- I'm doing the Jedi mind trick. I'm trying to understand your I will, theory, right? I will now. tell you this. If you'd listen, if I was yeah. here last week, you'd all be rich because I said on these Christmas Day games, take the road team plus the points because everybody at home, they got grandmas in town. Did Billy get his present? What about this? Uh, the road teams, 
They're on the road. It's a business trip. They're not worried about So two of those three teams won outright. All three of them covered on the road. That was my Christmas special to the world. So what happened to the business trip here from Indy to Atlanta? They forget about that business. That was Christmas Eve. Oh, yeah, I guess you're right. It was Christmas Day, which so is that, unusual. There, yeah, you wake There's up, no Christmas difference between that? No, because the, the Colts uh, knew they were going to be home. They were home that night. They woke up. It was different. Somebody okay. explain. Can, no, Chelsea, I, Chelsea, I, I, I'm fine. You can wait a horse to water. You exactly. can't make them drink it. <laughs> but I tell you what, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if the Colts uh, covered. I think they're going to win either way. I, yeah. just I just don't like the hook. If it was three, I would take the Colts. Nah. I know that sounds kind of petty, but I don't like the three and a half. In a game where, uh, as we talked to uh, Lincoln earlier, these Raiders are playing for something, too. They're, they're in the hunt. They're not going to oh, show they, up. They, they look like a team that you would not want to play right now. Right, right. They're, whatever it is, you know, I don't know. The NFL's not a rah-rah league, but they're buying in. And they know that they're playing for uh, perhaps a playoff spot. They're playing to make sure Pierce gets that job. So think about that motivation as well. I think it's going to be a, a, a knockdown, knock drag-out fight, and I think uh, the Colts will win, but I think it's going to be an entertaining game and a great way to wrap up uh, the calendar year, at least, for the Colts. Colts didn't really play like that for Jeff Saturday last year. Not at all. Although that's funny because when they played the Raiders last, that was the, the one win of the Jeff Saturday era. You remember yeah. they, they won yeah. out in uh, Las Vegas. But the, the thing we remember is two years ago. When you, all you have to do is beat the Raiders or the Jags to go into the postseason. It's and, funny, isn't it? Funny how then, it's set up again the yeah, same two teams. Then, like you got to go, yeah, you got to go Raider uh, Texan this year instead of Raider Jag. But they're both at home. I think what's funny is the Colts can neither clinch nor be eliminated, regardless of what they do this weekend. It's all going to come down. I think if you win both, you in. You lose both, you're out. You split them. You know, coin toss. See what happens yeah. with teams around you. I think you'd rather if you're going to go one and one, you'd rather lose this one instead of losing against the Texans. You need to win that last one against Houston, and I think you're in good shape. Yeah, it just, we can't go back-to-back with that last year. I yeah. was at that game last year, and that was Did you wear incredibly the wrong shoes? hilarious to watch. Did you wear watch. the wrong team shoes? Uh, I was wearing blue threes at that point. This started this year. <laughs> so you're a big sneakerhead, And sneaker yes, I do you? have the big correct time. colors for every single opponent. I was about to say, you probably so. do. Do you have the Nike Georgetown Hoyas that have Hoyas on the back? No, I don't. Oh, you got to get those. No. This isn't 1985, John. What are you talking I'm about? I bet she's got 80s shoes. I still work at Taylor's. I'm not rich. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, uh, how many sneakers do you have? I have no idea. Yes, you do. You know. No, I really don't. How, take a, I have a shoe room at my house. Kyle, Kyle doesn't make you rich here? Come on. Come on, Kyle. They're working on it. Do you have? I know what, do you I'm have, just a baby bird. I haven't left the nest yet. You got to sell some more of them uh, meatloaf sandwiches. It's not meatloaf. It's well, pot roast. It? Pot roast. <laughs> hey, speaking of which, I bet meatloaf would have liked that sandwich. Speaking of which, what are some also some of the great food items you got here? Uh, the carnitas nachos are really good. Uh, Southwest egg rolls, pretzel bread. Everything's really good. It's a blessing and a curse to work here. So, <laughs> blessing you can't and really a curse. Go wrong. Well, because. Wings are my favorite. All the food's great. Chelsea, yeah. you have been incredibly entertaining today. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you for having me. It's been fun. Taylor's Pub and Grill. We're in Nora, 86th and Westfield Boulevard. Great job out of you two, Romy, sitting in for Brent Halverson, our betting analyst. Oh, I appreciate it. Hey, yeah. uh, on the air. Yeah? If Chelsea has the best record of the four of us, I think you need to buy her a new pair of sneakers for oh. her sneaker. Let's, that get, that, let's get that on board. Okay. Oh. If, That's you, cool. if you're the outright winner of week 17. God, you locks. should have told me that before. I would have done tried. more. Yeah, <laughs> All right. Ooh. No, I told, I told Romy yesterday, think long, think wrong. So I went with initial guts. So. I, will, I will contribute to the sneaker fund if you have the best record of it. All right. <laughs> All right.
right. Chelsea, wild yes. guess. Wild guess. Do you yeah. have over 50 pairs? Yeah, I've definitely got over 100. Wow. For sure. oh, that's really 200 shoes when you think about it. Oh. It is. That's Mississippi that's, math. That's a good, that's that's a good collection. That's Mississippi there, math there right there. There are dudes out there that are sneakerheads that don't have as many as that. Yeah, right there's now. also a million guys that I've encountered in my life that know nothing about football like I do. So, <laughs> Have you told a, them about that fact? Guys? Absolutely. What? See, I need to have this record. i got to see that. I've worked here for 10 years. Oh, there's there been go. a bunch of them. Like, do you ever, are you working up at the bar and you hear two dudes talking about football and you go, God, you guys are idiots. Oh, absolutely. Let right, yeah. them know every single I'm time. I'm glad you brought that up. So <laughs> had you been eavesdropping on this conversation without you in it, what would you have thought about it? I don't know, because when it, when it really comes down to it, I'm like one of the guys, too. But. Ah, cool. Chelsea, a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Taylor's Pub, ask for Chelsea up here. She is super awesome. Engage her in football and or sneaker conversation, too. Romy, thanks. You going to hang Anytime. around Hagen for a little bit, too? Is the show over? Can no, no we, had, uh, <laughs> no, we got plenty of time. 239-1070. I will take some calls on the other side if you guys want to jump on here, talk about this Week 17, talk about the Colts. Pacers tonight and the Bulls. Anything else you want to talk about, we can do that, too. Mike Chappell, top of the hour. Andrew Catalan of CBS in the 5 o'clock hour, too. 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. The Ride with JMV. You get nothing. You lose Good day, sir. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Hey, welcome back to Taylor's Pub and Grill. We have a lot of new fans of Chelsea of Taylor's Pub and Grill here. A lot of new fans. He was awesome. Hang and Romy, me, JMV, Week 17, Larceny, Bourbon Locks, Luna, Azul, Tequila Shots. I am back with you. Thank you. For hanging out with us, tomorrow is a Bud Light Blue Friday. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, Cam. Are you with me tomorrow or is it Dev? Okay. We're at the um, Ale Emporium that's over near Geist tomorrow. Is that where I am? I believe so. i got to make sure. Ale Emporium, Bud Light Blue Friday tomorrow. Raiders Colts tickets to give away as we're rejoined by Chris Hagan of Fox 59. Big day for you. You just off hanging out? Uh, what? I'm working You're hard. You're working tonight? As usual. No, no, I'm off. You know, uh, remember I was going to go from Atlanta to Birmingham and surprise my mom yeah. for Christmas. I haven't seen her on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day in like 20-something years. So I walk in the door. My mom looks at me. And you know your mom. You can yeah. tell. I, she, I could tell she knew I was coming. I said, you knew I was coming, didn't you? And she said, yeah. My sister-in-law told my mom I was coming. Surprise ruined. Yeah, and, it, and to quote, my mom said that my sister-in-law said to her, I'm not supposed to tell you this, but Chris is coming tonight. Oh, okay. So I know my sister-in-law, I'm not going to name her, she can't hear this show, never been more furious on a Christmas Eve than that. Like, why would you do that? Legitimately furious, were you? Oh, I was furious. Oh. She wasn't there either when I found out. Um, so I do this whole, like, plan this You guys like ago. Mama's family down there? Oh, very much so. <laughs> I planned this months ago. Had to drive 500 miles back from, on Christmas Day, I yeah. spent 500 miles driving in the rain just so I could surprise my mom. 
didn't surprise her. But she said it was still nice to see me, so that was good. So you didn't get to do any of the normal stuff you do in and around Birmingham because you were that. It was all closed. You were there and then gone. Although I got there Christmas Eve after I did my work for the Colts game. Everything was closed, but you'll be happy to know, John, Bucky's is open 365, 24-7. So up in Athens, Alabama, I rolled into Bucky's. I got myself some treats, and I listened to football all the way uh, – Listen to football games all the way up on the Can drive. you take a shower at Bucky's? They have truckers showers. No trucks are allowed at Bucky's. Oh, really? No trucks. So they don't have trucker showers then, do they? They have, they have, they have the showers? world's cleanest bathrooms. I like that. You can do anything you want in Bucky's. Uh, food, everything. So it was great. I, I, that, the first 100 miles of the drive, I'm just like, I'm not thinking about the whole drive to Indy. I'm like, I just got to make it to Bucky's. Yeah. Sure enough, it was open. And the, one in, the closest one, they're going to build one in uh, Dayton area, but the one in Bowling Green, about 200 miles from here, um, it's almost, it looks like it's close to being ready. They don't have one in Louisville? No. Huh. It's, they started in Texas, and it's weird, the, the map they have now where they placed them, most of them in the south. But, yeah, they got one in Richmond, Kentucky right now. That's the closest. But Bowling Green will be a little closer. I've never been there. Hold on. Hey, put up Romy's mic, would you, really quick? It'll What's change that? your life. Bathroom, bathroom attendance at Bucky's make $22 an hour. The, they have the, bathroom attendants? The yes. general, the, the oh. general manager, they have a big sign like she'll apply for the job. General manager at Bucky's makes $170,000 a year. He's correct. Really? 100%. That's why I've turned in my two weeks' notice, <laughs> and I'm heading down. I wonder how much the guy in the Bucky's costume made, because there was a guy in a Bucky's costume in a Santa suit, and Brett uh, Bensley and I saw him on the way down. I was like, I feel like I should give him like 50 bucks because he's dressed as Bucky. See, I've heard so much about this. This place, I'm I'm afraid that once I finally it will not go disappoint there, you. it will not disappoint. Then I'm gonna go. Yeah, okay. Here's hey. the here's the the wide range of people that like it that I told to go. Mike Wells, Chris Widlick, both of them sing the praises of Bucky. Yeah, Widlick, or I should say, Wells drove off with the he drove the his gasoline gas pump. pump was in the car. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sure they've forgotten all about that now. But yeah, they have like a hundred pumps. Like you never wait to get gas. There's it's almost like they're overstaffed with people, if that's possible. Like, anything you need, there's somebody there to help you. Their, their barbecue's legit. Oh, my God. The brisket sandwiches. Brisket sandwiches are amazing. I almost want to get in the car when the show's over, John, and, and drive you down there as a New Year's present for you. I want somebody to remind Mike Wells, who I believe will be on the show tomorrow, remind him right now uh, via X or Twitter, uh, it is uh, X or Twitter handle, that once upon a time a year ago, he drove off from Bucky's with the gas pump still lodged yes. in his gas tank. So remind him of that, because he loves hearing about that. Always. <laughs> 239-1070 is the number. TJ's been waiting a while. TJ, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for taking the call. Hey, you got it, buddy. I wanted to say, about a month ago, you said the Colts need to make the playoffs, and I couldn't agree more. I think the owner, the local media, sports talk radio, and Colts fans in general, we live in the past. If you count 2011 as the post-Manning era, which I do, uh, the post-Manning era is, long, is as long as the Manning era itself. Uh, just for fun, I added up the win-loss total over that time period, and I predicted the Colts would go 9-8 this year. Uh, that's a cumulative record of 105, 105, and 1. During that time span, the Colts are 9-13 and against these three quarterbacks. Derek Carr... Ryan Tannehill, yeah. and Taylor Heineke. Um, I say Stacken needs to turn the page, and we need to get good. Hey, TJ, thank you for the call. Now, that's TJ's way of saying what I said at the beginning of the show. 
people around here should be sick and tired of just being losers. Because there has been so this, whether you're talking about the Pacers or the Colts, you have been rotten with losing. You've been rotten with hopes and expectations being shattered in such a variety of ways and so commonly that I think people tend to forget what it's like to actually win and want to embrace that because they're already moving on to what you normally do when you lose. It is, it is, but like you, you don't realize how fast the time goes by and how much time has passed since the, the post Manning era. And he did a great deal of research on those numbers. He did. Right? That was impressive. Uh, and, you, you know, they're showing the other games up here now, some replays of other NFL games. And we, we, we talked about it earlier, how hard it is to get on top and stay on top and to have, you know, Gardner Minshew was telling the guys this in the locker room Atlanta, you, you can't take for granted a chance to be in the playoff discussion this late in the season. Look at teams like the Chargers with so much talent. Look at teams year in and year out that, like, you know, underperform. I mean, the Bills are, are busting their tail just trying to make it in. So just because you have this roster, you have the, the window for winning and losing, it's not like it was, you know, in the Peyton Manning Colts days or the Tom Brady Patriot days. As you've seen, once those eras end, it's hard to get back to where you were. So attack this moment. Uh, get in the postseason. That's huge for the franchise and the fan base, which – the last time the Colts were in the playoffs, John, the quarterback was Phillip Rivers, which, which seems like about nine quarterbacks ago, but that's what it was. So Chris Hagan of Fox 59, the JMV here, Taylor's Pub, Thursday, Larceny, Bourbon Locks, Luna Azul, Tequila Shots, and a tavern tour stop to end 2023 in a brand new list of locations <laughs> for our tavern tours. Romy, I pick them are all. you going to be able to announce I at pick- the end of the show where we're going in January? Robbie, you will, right? Oh, I got the oh, I, oh, I got the whole year set. Yeah, the, everything's set in stone. Oh, absolutely. How many new places on there? Do you know? Eleven. Eleven new places. That's what the tavern tour stops all about, Hagen. That's what eleven I like to hear. new places. Get out to see your people. Got to do that. Um, all right. When in in terms of of winning and losing, and I had been brought up to me, ah, you're too hard on this team. You know, this is they got everything in front of them. This is not their year, but. You know, everything looks bright. Man, you can't count on that. That's why I just want to see any team, for example, whether we're talking about the Pacers in a similar situation or the Colts this year, take advantage of the situation that you're in. And I felt in large part they were nowhere near doing that in what we watched in Atlanta on Sunday. What's interesting about the Colts and Pacers this year, if they've had they've had some super high moments and they've both had some super low moments. So trying to find some consistency and try, t- trying to feel like, you know, right now you can't say for certain that the Pacers are a playoff team or the Colts. You want to get back to where, you know, there's a time here when you just, okay, it's a foregone conclusion. Pacers are making the playoffs. Even when they transitioned right. from the Reggie to the J- Jermaine O'Neal years, you're like, they're always going to make the playoffs. The Colts are always going to make the playoffs, and that's not been the case. So if you have, you know, if you're within two games reach of getting back in the postseason, you want to start a new streak of expecting and I don't want to say demanding, but as a fan base saying, look, we're, we're not going to settle for mediocrity. We expect and want to be in the postseason, and that's, what, that's the standard. Purdue has been the lone consistent winner we've dealt with around here, and still the end of their seasons most of the time come with a tremendous trip and fall that Boilermaker fans need the demons exercised this year to that capacity. It goes back to what I always say about, you know, don't yell at a coworker, don't be mean to somebody because you can be nice to somebody for a thousand days. And if you yell at them one day, 
you're just the guy that yelled at him. You yeah. know, that's where, so all the good that, that Purdue has done, nobody remembers the number one rankings and the, the big wins. They just hanging on that one game. It wasn't your night. Upsets happen, whatever. That, that's all these teams, unfortunately, have been labeled. All these great seasons that Purdue has had, that Matt Painter has stacked up, they're all kind of tainted because, yeah, but what did you do at the end? How did it end? And that, that's unfortunate. All right, you got the Pacers on the road in Chicago. Pacers right now, you like the change in the starting lineup that Rick Carlisle made? I know one was because Bruce Brown is out, but I'm expecting that, even when he comes back, to be the case. You like that? Well, it was funny that, that Rick said, you know, for the second game in a row, we held a team under 120 points, which yeah. was, you know, when, you, when you're hanging your hat on that, that tells you there's an issue. To be first in the league in scoring and last in the league in scoring defense, it makes for exciting basketball, but it doesn't really help you uh, one way or the other in the win-loss column. And so, yeah, you had, what, they had lost six out of seven uh, since that great run in, in the in-season tournament. They beat they beat a, a garbage uh, a garbage. Detroit team that's lost 27 in a row and then they did lose to a bad Washington team so it, it had been some hard knocks so yeah any kind of positivity you can get going it's because of the lineup change so be it but yeah even Tyrese Halliburton post game talking to uh, Jeremiah Johnson was like did you see that we blocked out we got a rebound we we blocked the shot so that 8-0 run to seal the deal the other night was gave them at least some type of idea that hey we we can seal some things with with defense when we need to you know for those out there that are like us that want to see them win and win right now and as we've talked about expedite the winning process and you don't want to sit back and wait for quote the process to take shape and all these years of you know getting a high pick and entertaining losses and all that somebody that's on board with you and I and others like us like-minded thinkers that want to expedite the winning process one of those would be Tyrese Halliburton that dude wants to win right now oh yeah the guy's never had winning since going all the way back to high school, he wants to win right now. So he's just like us. Yeah, that's what, you know, people say, you know, well, once we started, once the season went this way, they should have just got a higher draft pick. Players on teams aren't thinking about next year's higher draft pick. They're thinking about keeping their position on the team. They're thinking about winning their competitors. So, yeah, there's no let's be entertaining in these losses. It's all about winning right now. And you've seen what what this Pacer team can do against some of the highest level of competition. It's all about getting some consistency. It's all about playing just give me a little bit of defense, and I think they can. They can get back up into that, you know, top four, five, six of the Eastern Conference. They make a deal before the trade deadline this year? Well, we hear this every year. There's rumblings and rumors. I don't know. I feel like they have the pieces in place right now that they need. Do you disagree? I, what, what would you like I, to see them go get? I, um, I, I like the, the Toronto ideas. Yeah. I don't know if either one is going to be a complete cure-all. Yeah, that's so that's I'm... the only reason why. I think if you're making a deal, you're thinking that's going to cure a lot of what ails you. And I don't know if if what's out there right now that we're aware of is going to cure everything to a point to where it lost them. I, I do. In terms of what you just said, I agree with you. I think a lot of and if there's something they can do, they need to try to do within themselves. Yeah. That they just – they just aren't doing or haven't been doing, especially after that in-season tournament. I mean, they have depth. They have guys that can score the basketball. And you, you think uh, – I think defense is all about, you know, attitude and commitment to doing it. And I, I think it's easy to get caught up in these games where it's 137 to 131. And you say, okay, we'll get the ball last and we'll score. But you can't always win like that. It's a, it's a recipe for disaster, especially when you talk about you get into postseason play in a best-of-seven situation – you're going to go out there and outscore 
some high-level team, you're going to go out, outscore them at least four times in a series. I don't think you can do that. You got to find some other ways to win. And and Carl even talked about: it. do we need to do we need to slow it down a little bit? So I think the answers are in that building. They just got to find them and put them in the right spots. All right, you going to stick around? Or you're taking off. What are you doing? I can give you one more, Coach. I got one, one more segment. All in right. Are you at, are you with us tomorrow? Or are you? Where are you? Somewhere else, right? Where you're, am I? You're on the east Ale side. Ale Emporium. Uh, Ale Emporium, Allisonville Road tomorrow. I thought I was going to go to the wrong one. Yeah. I think there's one over. Oh, my. There's one in Fishers and yeah. there's one in Greenwood. No, there's two, three, right? There's three. There's one in Geist. Yep. And then one at Castleton. That's K82nd Street. That's the OG store. No, right, I'm going to the OG location tomorrow, right? Allisonville Road. All right. Bud Light Blue Friday. You going to be there? What, what are you? I'm staying in another segment. You pressure no, me to start tomorrow I'm already. Ask, I'm asking. Can I live so my I can life? Put together my show right here. Let's be honest. You put together this show about five minutes before they turn on. The I sit in that parking lot and sleep for an hour and a half before my show. <laughs> Thank you very much. It's true. He does. I've caught him I multiple do. times. I nap in the truck well, if, for an if, hour and a half. If Romy gives another one of these, I'll stay one more second. Hundred percent. Quick break. We'll come back. Taylor's Pub and Grill. Nora is our location. 86 in Westfield Boulevard. It's a tavern tour stop. We got gear here for you. And we also got a, a ton of conversation, too. And samples flowing as well from Romy with 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. The Ride with JMV. Attention, whoever you are, this channel is reserved for emergency calls only. The f- lady, do I sound like I'm ordering a pizza? 93.5 and 107.5, The Fan. Thank you for joining us. James back at the studio. Taylor's Pub and Grill. We're in Nora today. An accommodation for you. In week 17, Larceny Bourbon Locks, Luna Zul Tequila Shots, and a Tavern Tour Stop. Romy is in for our betting analyst, Brent Holverson. And uh, we'll fire that back up with uh, Romy coming up in a bit. He's got to tell us our January Tavern Tour Stop is coming up. Another year of those. My man Derek's in the house over there. I see Paul. I see Music Mac. It's a good group right there. JMV at 107.5thefan.com. JMV, if Bucky's is supposed to open in Huber Heights, Ohio, Dayton, just off of I-70 in 2024, at least 74,000 square feet, 120 gas pumps. It will be one of the biggest stores that they have. It's a little bit over 110 miles from Indy. That's a road trip from Rob Roy Lloyd in Broad Ripple, Chris Hagen. Let's go. Pack up the bus. Why are they so big? Why is it necessary? Because everything's bigger in Texas, John. Bucky's. We're going to go. That's going to open in 2024. That's awesome. I, I was I was at the uh, media day at the um, – there was availability for last year's Indy 500, so obviously it was in May. And one of the uh, PR ladies for one of the teams came up and tapped me on the shoulder. She goes, you're not going to believe this. And I'm like, oh, we got a driver channel. Oh, what, yeah. What? They're going to build a Bucky's outside Dayton. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> yes. Everybody's looking like, what's, what's Hagen so excited about? And so the, the word, the buzz. If there was one thing that needed to be built that we don't have around here right now, would that be the oh, first yeah, thing? Oh, yeah, that's it. They don't, they don't ever put them, like, right in the middle of a city. It's always kind of a little bit outside of one. So, I mean, I would say somewhere around, like, the uh, Greenwood exit would be awesome. Somewhere green Greenfield. Anything yeah. with the word green in it. Plainfield. Somewhere, like, that's where they would build one. But I think there's some kind of knockoff of Bucky's that's out of Illinois 
and they only have like three of their versions. I think they're building one in Whitestown. I remember oh. hearing on the news or something. But they they kind of stole the idea. They have some other kind of character. He's not a beaver. He's some kind of other animal. I, I haven't really done much research, as you can tell. <laughs> yeah. But I groundhog. feel, I feel He's like got a groundhog. Is I feel a like that will mean possum. That might scare off uh, Bucky's from coming up here. If there's already something, so? a knockoff, yeah. or maybe Bucky's builds one across the street and says, "Guess what, buddy? We're the real deal." A little knockoff, huh? Well, you know, 30 years from now, when there's Bucky's from coast to coast, and and I'm in a nursing home somewhere, people will say. That old Chris Hagen used to talk about these, and now they're everywhere. Speaking of that old Chris Hagen, yeah, you're in the Indianapolis Star. Did Dana do a story on Chris Hagen? Yeah, it was like when uh, you know when when 60 Minutes calls and yeah. says they want to do an interview. Like you get the first thing you do, you get scared. Yeah. So yeah, they wanted to do an interview, and I go, why? And they said we're going to do a story, and then I said why? And then I said who's going to read this? Now I know Wells read the story. You never seem to read the story. Didn't seem like you wanted to learn more about it. I haven't, good, I haven't good, read. I thought I knew everything about your good friend. I could have added some stuff in there if they would have called me. Yeah, I was. Uh, There's some good stuff I could have added. She wanted to talk to some of my co. <laughs> she wanted to talk to some of my coworkers, and I said, yeah. uh, "Can I have a uh, briefing with them before you talk?" No, no, I was. How many stories do I know that you would not want me to add? Uh, probably. Let's see. At least a couple dozen. Yeah. Well, that's the truth. That's the thing. That's the thing about everybody. You know, every you only know what people tell you about themselves. You know, how much do you really know somebody? I tell. That's my deep question. I haven't said absolutely everything, but I I I pretty much end up like right now. I can tell. I've been telling people inside the lounge via YouTube Live. I asked them, "Can you guys tell that I have herpes?" And they can't. We haven't shaken hands today, have we? Okay, good. Well, I tried to. I went. I stopped by Estee Lauder to get some cover up because I tried this. I felt a cold, so I call them oh herpes. Oh my god! And I tell people I have STDs and stuff, but I, uh, I call them herpes. And I felt one coming on. And somebody had told me if you feel it coming on, get a bottle of rubbing alcohol and like hold it up against it, and then it will stop it from continuing. But it didn't do that to me. It burned my lips. As Mitch Hedberg said, I don't know if it cures the cold sore, but it will make it shiny and more noticeable. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's it. So I, I'm asking people they can tell. But no, I mostly tell everything. Did you like how the article came out? I haven't read it. Oh. No, I'm kidding. I read oh. it. Yeah, it was great. It's just weird reading about yourself and talking about yourself. Uh, that's, I mean, I know you love to do that, John. Talk about how uh, great you are at basketball. No, it's just weird talking about yourself. And But I've heard, I've heard from a bunch of people I haven't heard from in forever that have read it and said nice things. So, yeah, I don't know. I still don't know why uh, they did an article on me, but uh, I've been glad to hear from a bunch of people that liked it. Hey, the super dentist, Brad Sammons, my yeah. dentist tells me that I can come see him and he will laser it off. <laughs> Can you laser off all my STDs? Could, could, could you laser off my entire face and give me a new one? <laughs> laser off. You can laser off my nose, too, because I'm sick of that. Thank you, Super Dentist. That's Brad Sammons down in Greenwood, everybody. Quick break. There's the lovely Sarah over there. Look at Sarah. Hello, Sarah. Quick break. We'll come back. Taylor's Pub and Grill in Nora. Larceny Bourbon Logs. Luna Zool Tequila Shots. Tavern Tour Stop. Hagen's here. Mike Chappell. Andrew Catalog still to come at the 5 o'clock tower. 93.5107. 5 the fan. 
Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. The Ride with JMV. We're putting the band back together. Forget it. No way. We're on a mission from God. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Taylor's Pub. There's Pantera, courtesy of James, back at the station. Jacob and Sian are handing out our Tavern Tour Stop T-shirts while they last right here. Bud Light Blue Friday tomorrow, Ale Emporium, Allisonville Road, Raiders Colts tickets for you. Hey, speaking of giveaways, 239-1070 right now. This is going to be fantastic on Sunday. Bullseyeeventgroup.com, the Colts VIP tailgate presented by Hayes and Sons Restoration. Log on, get your passes if you don't win right now, but call her 9 at 239-1070. I talked to Kyle Kinnett a little bit earlier today. It is going to be an awesome party on Sunday. Number 9 is going to go because I love you and because I saw you giggling back there in the corner when I mentioned I had herpes. I saw you giggling. Number 9 to 239-1070. Hagan, what do you think that does? Does that help my rep when I say I have herpes or do people understand that to be a joke? I I think there's a certain demographic where you'll get some street cred. Cool. Hey. Always accentuate the positive. NC State and Kansas State, the Pop-Tarts Bowl. What's your favorite Pop-Tart of all time? Chris Hagan, go. The cinnamon one. I mean, hands down. Although it is nice if you're ever at work or. Is that brown sugar? Brown sugar. Brown sugar cinnamon. Sometimes, whenever you're, like, hungry and you go into, like, the break room or something, it al- it is always nice to see what, like, oh, you recognize a little yeah. pack. Like, oh, it's got Pop-Tarts. I'll eat whatever kind of Pop-Tart there is. But if it's, like, that cinnamon one, that, that, then you know you're in business. I don't. The only fruity one, I like, I like the cherry flavor. I like the strawberry a, one. And I could do, I think they discontinued the Dutch apple, not the Dutch, Dutch oven. oven. The, the, Dutch they oven discontinued pie. the Dutch oven flavor. <laughs> it was not a big seller. <laughs> But no, yeah, <laughs> can't even laugh at you know, that one right there. Some of them didn't have. I like the ones that had the frosting on it. But then you'd put it in the. Uh, if you left it in the toaster too long, you got a lot. You got See, a lot of trouble. A lot of melted. Only frosting. you got to be psychotic to put your pop tart in a toaster. You do. Only psychos they, do that. Did you not see the Pop-Tart Bowl trophy? It's made to look like nobody, Nobody Pop-Tarts out there, go. more people don't put them. They just eat them? Yes, right out of the package. What kind of animal There's are you? There's nobody out there anymore that puts the damn Pop-Tart in the toaster. Right, let me ask you this. If, you get, if there's some uh, apple pie at the holiday table, do you eat that? Would you prefer to have it room temperature, cold, or room heat, temperature. heat it up? I don't want apple pie heated up. You got to heat it up, put ice cream. Oh, come on, man. No. I think the people out there listening will speak. Put some agree cool with me. whip on there. Cool whip. <laughs> Anything with a fruit in it, like a, a pie or pop tart, much better heated up than cold or room temperature. I'm I will, just going to tell you right I will now. guarantee you right now, everybody log on at JMV1070. Mention Chris. What's your uh, Twitter account, too? I don't know. At Chris Hagen Indy. Uh, put us both in there. How many of you out there forego a toaster with your Pop-Tart? Meaning, you don't utilize the toaster with the Pop-Tart. Nobody does. You buy all those in all those Bucky's locations, and you go, oh, wait a minute, let me find a toaster? That's let me like, go out in my car and get my toaster. That's like eating pizza that hadn't been cooked yet. Come on now. By the way, I won't eat cold pizza either. It's got to be reheated. You can't eat refrigerated pizza. All right. What kind of barbarian are you? Get on Twitter and you let us know about that. By the way, what? The favorite discontinued of all time, chocolate vanilla cream. 
is an absolute joy. Pop tart flavor. Pop tart flavor. Maybe cookies and cream may be close to it. Are you trying to get a sponsorship endorsement with Pop Tarts? Look what I did for Win Schuler's cheese and the spreadability. Shock. Shocking. Can you believe that? That's the first time you mentioned the cheese. I know it. You know, John doesn't do endorsements for cheap. And here he is over there going, the deliciousness of the Pop Tart doesn't even need a toast. Can you believe what I did for Win Schuler? I can't even go in a grocery store anymore without somebody saying, hey, I just got your cheese. Wow. (laughs) Okay, then. (laughs) Speaking of his. uh, his herpes. Yes. Chocolate vanilla oh, cream, by the yeah. way. Wild berry. What do you got? Wild berry? Wild berry is always well, Your favorite yeah. discontinued oh. over there? You said Dutch apple. No? Yeah. yeah no. Yeah. I, I didn't. I, I don't keep track of you like some weirdo. I know about like four Pop-Tarts. I don't know about the discontinued line of Pop-Tarts. Boston cream That pie. was one, too. Boston cream pie. Wow. Do yeah. you melt butter on top of you? Do you melt butter on yours? Melt on top of a pop tart. I take it yeah, right once out. Pop tart comes out, out package of that son of a gun, I'm, man. I'm leaving this show. I'm what kind melted of anything on there? People are doing your pop tarts. Hey, uh, again, caller nine's going to go. I got more chances for you to go to Bullseye coming up on Sunday in a second. Andy Moore, Automotive Group Hotline. I know this. He's not putting here in Beach Grove his pop tart in the toaster. <laughs> Mike Chapel of CBS 4 and Fox 59. Hello, Mike. How are you? Hi, hi guys. This can only go up after we've talked about pop tarts. <laughs> Uh, Boston cream pies and herpes. So I, I will add things to this this uh, interview. Clip that right now because that's going to be a reentry for Chap for years to come. That's Is that how right you, there. That's what you guys kind of do to vote on Emmys, with, right? Yeah. Count me in with Boston cream pies. I, I'm a big guy on that. Oh, Chap, do you put your pop tarts in a toaster or no? I'm not a pop tart guy, so no. But I would not because they're going to melt, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I say that affectionately. Hey, Thank I, you, Chap. I love you. Hey, Mike, I want to go back to Sunday and then kind of equate that to where we are right now. Um, obviously, Michael Pittman Jr. was a huge loss. Not having Braden Smith is is big. However, it was so much more on Sunday that needs to be corrected and much better on, on Sunday. Uh, but Braden Smith, Michael Pittman Jr., What's your feeling on their participation as it stands right now for Sunday? And again, this is just speculation. I think Braden Smith plays, although he's missed what a month. And oh, by the way, you got Max Crosby coming to town. Pittman, I don't know. Uh, we went through this last week. We talked to him Friday after he went through the protocol and was cleared. And then this stuff, you know, this stuff popped up again. Whether whatever the symptoms were, but th- this week, this is going to be different. Because now you're preparing. We talked to Reggie Wayne today, and it's always great. But but now they're 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 preparing this week to not have him, and then maybe you get to Saturday and you have him, as opposed to last week. You're preparing that you know you, you thought you were going to have him because he cleared protocol, and then all of a sudden you didn't have him. So it's much better this way. But he he is. I, I tell you, if he needed anything. To reinforce his value to the team in terms of, you know, franchise tag or multi-year deal. Last week just showed you how, to this point, irreplaceable that guy is. Chappie, you you mentioned Crosby. Um, I mean, it sounds so simplistic, but the dominoes fall the way they do. And if you can't protect any quarterback, but especially if you can't protect Minshew, that's when things go south quickly, isn't it? Well, yeah, yeah, what was it, six sacks last week and – yeah, it's in there. There are like three or four guys in the league that simply look unblockable. 
you know, Miles Garrett and maybe Boses when they're healthy. And this guy, I mean, goodness gracious, he, he's and he's strong against the run, but but you, you make your money by the by disrupting sacks, pressures, and forced fumbles, and you simply have to account for him. And you know, they, they didn't do a great job on Miles Garrett until later. And if if you're not careful, this one guy can wreck a game back. You know what J.J. Watt used to do, and they did a good job this year on T.J. Watt, but. You, you can't let one guy wreck your game, and he certainly can do that if you're not, you know, if you don't leave help in with the right tackle or wherever he's lined up. So you just you got to know where the guy is every play. When when the Colts were three and five, and they we knew that you know Richardson was done for the season, could you have foreseen that we'd be sitting here with two weeks to go in the season, and here they are, uh, basically having in their hands what's going to be their postseason fate? No, I, and again, that's that's why it, it's funny you watch social media, which you do at your own peril nowadays. But people are well look at you know look look at the Atlanta game and the Cincinnati game. This is who they are. They're not very good. They're flawed and yada yada. But but the, the problem this is a problem that Colts created, which is a good problem because all of a sudden they've overcome so much losing a quarterback and J- Jonathan Taylor's you know in and out and all this stuff and and Braden Smith and other guys. But here they are, and they don't need to apologize to anybody for anything. Here they are, win two games, and you're virtually assured 99.9% you're going to make it regardless of what else happens. So that's if you'd have told anybody back then that that's where you're going to be, you'd have, I mean, you'd have first said they were crazy. But then you would have taken it, and you know, you know, last week was a bad loss because, as I'm sure you pointed out, if if they win that game, they're in first place in the division by themselves, and then yeah. you really control things. But still, win two games, and you still might win the division, and at the very least, you're going to be a wild card. Wherever you go, you're going to be a wild card and playing. To Mike Chapel of CBS Four and Fox Fifty Nine again. Combination Tavern Tour Stop, Larceny Bourbon Locks, Luna's Roll Tequila Shots, Taylor's Pub and Nora. That's Eighty Sixth and Westfield Boulevard. Happy holidays to you, Mike. Um, Gus Bradley. I would have to think that his position will be in jeopardy if they don't end up making the postseason. I.e., losing one of these final two, maybe both of these two. And I also happen to think it may be in jeopardy anyway. Where are you as far as the future of the current defensive coordinator of the Colts? You mean the guy that's generated a franchise record in sacks? <laughs> yes, uh, that guy. <laughs> I, I, I'm not as down on Gus as other people because they gave him a, a, bunch, of, a bunch of inexperienced guys in the secondary and they still haven't figured out what they want to do at corner. I mean, Daryl Baker Jr. was inactive last week, and he's started most of the season. So I understand. I understand all the all the criticisms. I just look at at their deficiencies personnel-wise on defense, and not so much linebacker. Although Shaq never worked out and was never going to work out with Gus. But you've had Zaire, you've had EJ Speed, who's either really, really good and impactful or he does dumb things with penalties. But the secondary is just a mess. It still is. And what you say is valid, and there may be a change. I just I, – I, I, I look at the deficiencies personnel-wise and attributed a lot of that 
what he's had to do with his approach to cover up his his lack of confidence, I guess, and in, in the corners and, and not getting beat deep. Uh, but no, I, I understand and, that the criticism. I certainly do. And do you, do you think that the outcome would happen in, in these games that we obviously outline uh, with the defensive coordinator in mind? Would this would have happened? Either choice he would have made if he would. Let's just say, for example. And I always, you know, bring up I bring up the Cleveland game. I bring up the Rams game, you know, especially not going going hard and, and trying to put pressure, creating pressure on Stafford. Right. Would, would that still have been a loss? Would that outcome been different? Because I, I guess that's where I see people have a valid argument with that. And I I do. I understand your argument. And that has been a Ballard thing, and certainly we've made it a point to talk about that being a Ballard thing over the years, not to mention this year. But do you think that that would have changed the outcome of the game had he just said, you know what, the hell with my philosophy, let's go for this right now and, and see what happens, for lack of a better description. Would that have changed yeah, the outcome? I, I, maybe, but I guess what I, I, I still remember, you know, with, with Natua's touchdown, game-winning touchdown in overtime, you look at a couple cornerbacks looking at each other like, well, I thought you had him. Well, I thought you had him. I can think of three or four times where confusion, miscommunication has cost them touchdowns, not just big plays, but touchdowns. And that's what you get with, with young, inexperienced corners. And you've got Kenny Moore back there trying to orchestrate the guys who haven't been in this situation you know, for an extended time. So, I, again, I, I don't – and I don't know if anything ha- that would happen in these last two games unless they get their doors blown off by Aiden O'Connell, for crying out loud. Now, then things change. But I, we'll see how much Shane is disappointed in the defense. I mean, they, what they've given they, – that, that one structure, they gave up 37 points at least in three games was really tough to watch. But I, I don't know how he views that. And, and again, I, I won't be surprised if he's back, but I certainly understand the, the need that something's got to change. They're not going to do a drastic change. They're not going to go to a 3-4 because they don't have the personnel for it. But maybe a guy that wants to blitz more. But, again, I think the reason they didn't blitz more and that I, they were scared to death of giving up 50-yard touchdowns every other game, if not every game. So, uh, again, is it play calling, is it scheme, or is it personnel? I generally fall back on personnel. I know, and Rick Venturi would just take me out and beat me behind the shed because he doesn't <laughs> like he doesn't like the way he doesn't like the way they play. He doesn't hey, he he's doesn't. he's screaming at his radio right now. I guarantee I you. Well, that, I hope yeah. he's not driving because he'll end up in a ditch, <laughs> and then I'll feel bad What's for a little bit. Not real bad, but a little bit. So and, and, well, Jeff, he knows he knows ten times, a hundred times more than I do on this. I I tend to look at player deficiencies on how they do things, whether it's receivers or offensive line. And Rick gets down in the dirt and can tell you why I'm stupid, and, and he's probably right. But I don't think it's a given that Gus would be gone. Uh, they just got to make some upgrades, personnel in the secondary. They just do. <clears throat> You almost answered my own question, uh, Chap, I had for you on your own. But, yeah, you, the, the sacks are great, but if you sack a guy and then the next play you give up a third and 14, right. you know, it kind of negates negates the stat, the stat and the sack. But that's what I was going to ask you. Is it is it more uh, execution and deficiencies on the roster, or is it more scheme, or is it somewhere in between? 
It's probably somewhere in between. And again, I just uh, I, I thought last year they had like 42 sacks, which was a big number for this team. And I thought, boy, I, I never got the impression it was that strong of a pass rush. This year it has been better. Last week it just went away. It was kind of appropriate they set the franchise record on a sack for no yards because that, that's what the <laughs> pass rush was last week. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I like the makeup of most of the team. They need a linebacker because you got, again, you got Zaire and you got EJ Speed, and then you're sort of not a lot there. Ronnie Harrison is a, is a good story, but so, but there's work to be done. But we need that going in. You know, it's going to be when this season's over, however it ends up, you know, we're going to talk to Chris Bowder. It's going to be, well, I should have done more at cornerback. Although they, they, they planned on being this young. They just did. But I don't think they even remotely expected Juju Brins to miss the amount of time he has. And you don't expect for Dallas Flowers to have the season in, in injury. Now you're out without Julian Blackman. So, again, I, I, I tend to be too – simplistic on, on personnel because I think personnel does limit you. So I, I, I'm curious how this goes. I, I hope the defense plays well the last couple of games. C.J. Stroud's going to be a load you know, the last game of the season because he, he was having an all-world rookie year until the concussion. But th- th- they've shown they can play not dominant defense because I was looking, this will be the fifth straight week that they played a backup quarterback. You know, you should just you should really dominate that. You just should, and then you, you get beat by, you know, Heineke and, and Browning, which was just ridiculous. So I, the defense isn't good enough. Needs to get better. And you know, is that Gus or is it the personnel? That's for brighter minds than me. And there's a lot of those brighter minds out there. Well, these two are not brighter minds than you that you're talking to, chap. So you can take well, solace. Yeah, you in guys that. were talking uh, pop tarts and herpes for crying out loud. <laughs> Hey, it's a Thursday in Indy. Three hours is a long time. Three hours is a long time. And going back, let's not forget about losing Isaiah Rogers way back at the the beginning of all this. That's what I'm saying. It's it's and then but everybody's lost players, so it's it's you you don't use those. They're reasons, not excuses. Uh, You can't. There's no excuses. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. you know, you know the, the the Jets lost Aaron Rodgers. You know what was it three or four plays into the season? So yeah. everybody overcomes things, or you don't. So, but it, but having said all of that, all, having said all of that, valid or not valid, win two games, and at the very worst, you're going to Miami in the playoffs. Which you know, you might get your doors blown off there, but you, but the, the the media will have a good time. Uh, you know, in Miami for a couple of days. It'll, it'll be a good trip, chap. Uh, you've, you go. you've seen you've seen way more football than us, and the, the league has done so much over the years to take care of quarterbacks and look out for quarterbacks. Can you remember a year when so many of these uh, faces of the franchise have gone down for, if not the entire season, but for extended uh, points of the season? No, it's been like seven or eight seasoning in, 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 in injuries. And, and again, Rodgers was third or fourth play. Uh, you know, and his was so different from Richardson because Richardson got, you know, driven in the ground. And no, and, and it just, I hope this doesn't mean that the league is going to do more to protect quarterbacks. I'm not sure what more you can do other than just say you can't hit them. Uh, so Red no, jersey it, for everybody, yeah. Yeah, I know. And, and if you, it, it does, it does increase the importance it should of, of you better have a good backup. And let's see what the Colts do in the offseason. Do, do they try to re-sign Minshew, who won't sign again for $3.5 million? That won't happen. Uh, but you've got to have 
you know, I go back. This is so different from when. Remember during the Manning years, they, they couldn't get a backup to come here because you're not going. First, you're not going to play, and then you're not even going to practice. And as Tom Moore said, you know, if Peyton goes down, we're F, and we don't practice F. So you know, but but you got to have, where, you know, here, where would these guys be if they didn't have a quality backup? Where would where would Cleveland be? So it, it's really important. I, and I no, and I can't remember this many top level name quarterbacks going down, and it's really it's really changed the landscape of the of the league this year. Chap, uh, to shift gears a little bit, you you've been here from day one when the Colts were here, and you've seen Hall of Fame players come and the entirety of their career come and go and now two two Colts back in the finalist pool Reggie Wayne uh, I think a fifth time and then Dwight Freeney you'll have a, a role in that uh, do you like their chances do you, what do you think about Reggie going at it again and you see the other crop of the finalists where do you think those guys stand headed into a chance to make it into Canton in 2024 I think to get a decent chance I I I, I don't think it's a it's a great great final fifteen. I, I I don't. There's some really. I mean, all these guys are quality players, but but we've got to. You know, we as a group have to get this log jam at receiver broken with Reggie Andre Johnson and Tory Holt, or or we're going to be doing this again next year. Uh, I I personally think Reggie. Is, is not 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 head and shoulders above the other two, but I think he's got a better resume. We asked him today about, you know, what separate. I asked him today, what, what separates you from these other two guys? And he said, playoffs. You know, he said, you know, and it's not his fault that he played in so many playoffs. It's it's good for him. But the overriding thing I've always used, and I've probably mentioned it here on Reggie, is is his longevity, productivity, and he he's he and Jerry Rice are the only players to rank top ten regular season, postseason catches and yards well that's when you and jerry rice are, are in the conversation only over the length of your career that, it, that speaks volumes and, and with dwight i mean I, I tell you as much as people believe how good he is locally nationally it's another level it really is people nationally think he's one of the truly elite pass rushers of his time and in this group and you got Julius Peppers and you got Jared Allen in the group where we put, you know, I think Julius Peppers has a chance to be first ballot. I don't know. Maybe Antonio Gates probably is the first ballot guy for what, how he revolutionized, helped revolutionize the the tight end position. That leaves three spots. So, you know, it's, it's a, it's a tough, it, it should be tough. It should be very difficult to get in, but, if we don't break this log jam at receiver, again, we're going to do this next year, and the wait continues for Reggie. I hope this is the year that it ends. As he told us, if I get in, there will be a party, and I probably <laughs> will miss a couple of days of work. So uh, I'd like to see that, because we knew when, when Edron went in, there would be a party. There was until like 4 o'clock in the morning, and Reggie will probably try to uh, one-up him on that. One-up him. Uh, was it, wasn't it Harold Carmichael that it took forever for him to get in? I'd hate for Reggie to be – in that situation when we were there covering the Colts in the 2000s did did you I know I didn't really you know it just seemed like going to work did did you realize how many like special Hall of Fame caliber players were walking around that locker room each and every day not really but that's because we were around it all the time 
you know, we, we talked how, you know, Peyton had thrown for 300 yards and three touchdowns, and you said, is that all you got? Well, that, that's, you know, that, that that's a great game for most guys. So, no, and, and you know, Tarek Glenn and, and – just Saturday and, and all those guys, those were those were near near Hall of Fame type players. But w- one thing that does kind of I think hurt these guys a little bit is there's a Colts fatigue. You know we've got we've got Peyton in and Marvin and and Edrin and then Dunchy and Pullian. And sometimes I hear, well, if these guys were so great, why did they only win one? Well, they should have won two if Hank Baskett can cover an onside kick. Uh, and, and Freeney's not playing on one leg, and then they 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 went they just it was timing because they they were playing at a time when New England just was just off this planet good, not not they, New England never had more talent than anybody, but they just played better collectively, and I can go through the list of why these guys didn't win more Super Bowls with 2005 with the personal tragedy with Dungey that they never really got over. And a couple of squirrely games against the Chargers, which you know that were really strange, but that shouldn't—that simply should not diminish what these guys did uh, individually, and collectively too. But individually, I mean, Dwight Freeney's one of the best of all time at what he does, and and Reggie, I'm telling you, his body of work—you know—it's it, it's just hard to really crack with what they've done. So you know, but again, they're in there with with 13 other. People that that people in those markets believe are better than Wayne and and Freeney because of what they did. So we, we get together in in the middle of January in Atlanta and and we'll fight over it and I'll fight and I'll give all these things with with our these local guys and I'll either be really really happy with one or two or I'll be really 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 PO'd that neither one got in. But I think they got a decent chance one of them. I don't know if both can get in, but I think one of them's got a chance this year. I really do. All right, we're going to see you in the press box on Sunday, and the first thing we're going to bring up would be Pop-Tarts and herpes. You know, I, I can say here, and I've never had herpes. I, I probably had a Pop-Tart. I've never had herpes. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Chap, uh, real quick, one of those playoff losses, the, the punter for the Chargers oh, yeah. was the MVP. Yeah. yeah. He kept pinning inside the five-yard line. It was it was unbelievable. It was an all-world hunting exhibition. Yep. <laughs> That's NFL, though. That's playoff football. Yeah, it is. That's right. right. It's one and done. Mike, we'll see you in that press box for that incredible conversation on Sunday. Have a great weekend. Happy holidays to you, buddy. You too, guys. See you later. See you, Chap. Mike Chappell of CBS 4 and Fox 59. Andrew Catalan, if you watch now – Comedy Central is a part. Are those the? Is it a Paramount Network? I know the Paramount has a network. Is it a part of CBS? CBS. Yeah, they're, ownership? They're, they're buddies. All together. Andrew Catalan has a promo. I think about every four or five minutes on there. Andrew Catalan's also on the call. The Colts and the Raiders coming up on Sunday. Andrew's going to join us next. Taylor's Pub, Large City Bourbon Locks, Luna Azul Tequila Shots, and a Tavern Tour stop in this month of December. Good to see you, Derek. 93.5107.5 The Fan. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. The Ride with JMV. He's my best friend. He's my pal. 
He's my homeboy, my rotten soldier. He's my sweet cheese, my good time boy. 93.5 and 107.5, The Fan. Oh, Lincoln Kennedy a little bit earlier. Mike Chappell also. Hagen was here. Week 17, Larcity, Bourbon Locks, Lunazil, Tequila Shots. Did that Tavern Tour stop? Taylor's Pub, Nora Northside, Romy's been here. Romy's going to announce our next Tavern Tour stop. Yes, sir. Month of January. He will announce that coming up in a bit. JMV Takeover. All requests, New Year's Eve party. What's up, Jay? Jay's in the house. Um, That is coming up on Sunday night, 6 until... I was just going back and forth with Cam about how long I'm going to go. I'll go well past midnight. I think last year I went to somewhere around 2 a.m., something like that. All requests, 70s, 80s, and 90s, and then some for you. Coming up on Sunday, the return of the nationwide all-request JMV takeover again on Sunday for New Year's Eve. That'll be after... The matchup at Lucas Oil Stadium, Raiders and the Colts. And on the call of that for CBS, we're joined now in the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline by Andrew Catalan. Andrew, thank you very much. How you doing? Yeah, it's good to be back. Happy New Year. I have been sick for the past two days, and I'm drinking off the sickness today in fine fashion, fine form. But I watched 20 episodes of Seinfeld yesterday. And you have a promo running on Comedy Central in every episode. Well done. You know, I think I watched the same amount yesterday on Comedy Central as well. Not because I wanted to see myself, but because I'm a huge Seinfeld fan. But, yeah, I did team up with Comedy Central this month, and I've gotten a lot of texts about it. Basically, I was on the whole month of December, and I think a lot of people are ready for the calendar to turn to January so they don't have to see me anymore. <laughs> I I saw you every break, it seemed, from the time Poppy peed the first time on the couch. <laughs> yeah. Yep. To all the way yep. to the start of the David Putty era. It was a long time. Well done. Yeah. Yeah. Well we taped all that in November and they said they were gonna run it a lot and they weren't lying. So uh, <laughs> you know, I'm kinda sick of myself, but I I gotta see myself to watch Seinfeld, so it's kind of a catch-22. Nah, man, no, that's cool, though. If you would have told yourself when Seinfeld was on its first run of the 90s that one of these days I'm going to be in a promo on every break of every episode of Seinfeld, you'd have been open to that, I'm assuming, right? I would. It's my favorite show, and uh, it's still like yesterday. You just start watching, and you can't stop like you did. I mean, I, I wasn't sick, so I didn't really have an excuse, but I still watch, so... Uh, I'm glad you did as well. Hey, what is it? By the way, what is the promo again? It's it's something leading up to the Super Bowl, right? For people that don't know. Well, yeah. So Paramount owns CBS and Comedy Central, right. so I think a, a lot of it is just kind of gearing everyone towards the Super Bowl on CBS in February. Um, I, I was talking a little bit earlier to Lincoln Kennedy, and I asked him, you know, even beyond some of these wins. Um, and, and, you know, beyond the defensive play that we saw last week for the Raiders against the Chiefs, what is most noticeable is the swagger, the Raider type of swagger that goes back decades, eras, that I think we have seen now reemerge. Have you noticed the same thing? Yeah, there's no doubt about it. I haven't seen the Raiders in person this year. This will be my first time, but watching the film and reading up on them, I actually find it funny because that swagger is back, 
but they're also the least penalized team in the NFL uh, in terms of average number of penalties per game, which kind of goes against everything that we think of the Raiders over the over the heydays and whatnot. But, yeah, I think Antonio Pierce has done a great job. I mean, Devontae Adams saying that he preaches everyone to play fast and nobody's playing timid. You see that when you turn on the film. I mean, these guys are flying around the football, especially on defense. Uh, they're, they're playing fearless. They're scoring touchdowns on defense four in the last two games. And it's really just a different team than we saw under Josh McDaniels. Well, just across the front, too. I mean, you start with Max Crosby. You know, if you get two extras of the name Max, you're going to be a badass, and there's no doubt he is. But, I mean, from Nichols up front and to the back edge, you know, Hobbs had, had some moments. Uh, they they just have some Jack Jones, obviously. They just they have some guys that we have seen late in the season with individual playmaking ability. Yeah, I mean, it all starts with Crosby. He's got 13 and a half sacks, and he's going to get a ton of double teams in this game, I'd imagine. But the guy that's really emerging now is Malcolm Kuntz. He's got five sacks in the last two games, and it seems like finally he's able to be that one-two punch with Crosby. So, yeah, you mentioned the back end, and there's no doubt that they're taking the football away. But up front with Crosby and Kuntz, I mean, that's going to be a big challenge for the Colts' offensive line in this game. Andrew Catalan's got the call coming up, CBS, on Sunday here. Are you in town yet? Not yet. I'll be there tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm telling you, it's going to be, well, probably gray, a little bit cool. Not as bad as it could be, I guess, but you'd probably know what you're getting into, right, weather-wise around here. Well, you got to remember, I went to Syracuse for four years, so I'm used to gray and damp and ugly. Because we had that every day at school. You've got, yeah, you're right. You have probably snow on the ground there from what, um, April through, or April, what, from October to April, probably up there? Yeah, I mean, it, it snowed on graduation at Syracuse before. Not my graduation, <laughs> but it has snowed in the middle of May. Yeah, you don't want that. So I, I get where you're coming from. So, yeah, you'll, you'll certainly be, be used to it here. What? What's your impressions on the Colts? You have seen them. My description has been a roller coaster ride because you'll get that impressive performance you got a couple of Saturdays ago against Pittsburgh, especially in the second half, where I felt that offense, simply put, with that personnel we're talking about on the field then, just couldn't play any better than that. And then you fast forward to where nothing worked. And the offensive line that was so dominant against Pittsburgh got dominated itself. Defensive line, the same thing by an Atlanta team that got beat by Carolina the week before. What do you make of this Colts team firmly in the playoff picture with that opportunity in the AFC, but a roller coaster nonetheless? Yeah, it has been. I saw them at one of the highs on that roller coaster when they won in overtime against Tennessee earlier in the month. And then since then, it's been up and down, up and down. You know, in watching the game last week, I give Josh Downs a lot of credit. I think he's had a great rookie year, but they really missed Michael Pittman. I mean, they just were not the same offense without him. Taylor couldn't get going. You mentioned the offensive line. I just, I mean, obviously Michael Pittman's a star in this league and you're going to miss a guy like that, but it just looked like their whole offense was out of sync and out of rhythm without him. So, yeah, to your point, up and down, but here you are with two games to go, a chance to get to the playoffs, and, 
you know, I, I've appreciated the, the parallels. I know Colts fans have not, but I've appreciated the parallels to two years ago when they were knocking on the door and they played the Raiders in Week 17. They lost both those games. And what I appreciate about that is that you'd like to think that the guys that were on that team have learned something. They learned what it's like to take care of business. And I think that might play in their favor. You've got a Franklin you know, you know, a lot of these guys were on that team two years ago that, that want to get that taste out of their mouth because they remember what it was like to not get it done against the Raiders and Jags over those final two weeks. So I think that maybe could be something that can help the Colts here down the stretch. It's so weird about that, too, as you go back a couple of years. And that came off a Christmas night win over then very good in Glendale, Arizona. And that was the Arizona Cardinals. And the difference is, you know, obviously Carson Wentz, you can start at the top of that list, but the major difference, if you're trying to form a parallel here, would be just the simple fact they were playing well that year going into the final two weeks of the season and basically imploded right before our eyes. And, and this is just kind of one to where you're going to stuff your hand in that box of chocolates, Forrest Gump-wise, and just really not know on a weekly basis what you're going to get in return. No, that's true. They were going into that after that win on Christmas. That was a great win. You had a really good feeling about it. They were going back to play the Raiders and the Jags. You figure get one of those games. little different here, not playing as well as they were coming off that win against the Cardinals, certainly in Atlanta last week. But, yeah, I just feel like, you know, when they're playing a good, clean game, they're tough to beat. We've seen that. I mean, they have won five of the last seven. It hasn't been the easiest path to that road but you know I think Shane Steichen's done a really good job I was really impressed when I saw him you know with my own eyes uh, against Tennessee early December and I know the Titans are not having a great year but you know those two teams don't like each other it's always hard fought Titans played well that day um, so you know I just feel like if, if their Colts are capable of playing a game where you know they can get Pittman if he plays and Taylor going and, and fifth most sacks on defense, if they can play their game, they should win one, if not both of these games coming home. Andrew Catalan of CBS, along with Matt Ryan, Tiki Barber, and A.J. Ross had the call with uh, the Raiders and the Colts. You can check it out, obviously, CBS 4 coming up on Sunday from Lucas Oil Stadium. In the past month, maybe month and a half, but more like a month, how often have you called the game involving one, if not two, backup quarterbacks as starters? <laughs> oh, man, I'd have to think about that. But there's so many of them this year. I don't know. Let me take a look. Let's see. I uh, I had Indy, Tennessee, which yeah. was Minshew and Levis. I had yeah. Denver and the Chargers, and that was the game that Herbert got hurt. So I did see Easton Stick. Okay. And I did the Bucks and Packers. Both guys were in there. But then Christmas Eve, I had Seattle, Tennessee. So I, I guess you'd count Tannehill as the backup for that game because Levis didn't play. So, yeah, it's all over the map this year. And I, I think Gardner's done a really good job. I mean, you know, I, I know he's not lights out, but he, he's played pretty good football here. He's given the Colts a chance. We talked about this the last time that I was on your show about how Nobody thought the beginning of this year, and then Richardson gets hurt, the Colts would be in this position. I think that Gardner has really held his own, done a nice job, and he's put him in position to get in. 
It's funny, you think about both these offenses, and the first thing that comes to mind with them both is if their quarterback doesn't make a number of mistakes, then, then they can win. And certainly that is more for Aiden O'Connell and the Raiders, but, I mean, it is really equal to both of these teams. I know you could say that in large part each and every NFL game about every quarterback, but more so magnified, I think, in this game coming up on Sunday than most you will see over the course of the year. Yeah, that's a fair point. I agree, and, and I think it, it's more on the Raiders' side. I mean, we saw how they handled that game on Monday against the Chiefs. I mean, the kid was 0 for 10 after the first quarter. They, they're, they're not going to push the ball down the field and take a ton of chances. I think that the Colts, you know, have a little more faith in Minshew than the Raiders have in O'Connell. But you're right. I mean, they're, they're looking to rely on their defenses, and both defenses have played pretty well this year, especially the Raiders of late. They've played a lot better under Pierce than they, have on, than they did under Josh McDaniels. And again, it's the same defensive coordinator. So that, that's what's kind of weird when you look at the Raiders. It's like, well, it's not like they have a new play caller on defense. It's the same guy. But it just feels like, as we discussed earlier, that swagger that, that Antonio Pierce brings is kind of, you know, kind of bled into their defense. But, yeah, I think that, that's the kind of game we're going to get. I don't think we're going to get, you know, 41-35 on Sunday. I mean, these teams are looking to run the football and not turn the ball over and then play – a nice, clean, crisp game in any way they can. So, Andrew Catalan again, CBS, gotcha, along with Matt Ryan, Tiki Barber, A.J. Ross. You like working? I think I may have asked you this in lighter terms the last time you were on, um, you know, because of Matt Ryan and being a part of it as he was here a year ago. But you like working with, you know, the, the three people in the booth and, you know, having A.J. obviously on the sideline? Yeah. I mean, I, I've loved working with Matt and Tiki. Uh, I've, I've been really impressed with Matt. I mean, just fresh off the field. He knows so many of the players, so many of the concepts. He sees the game really well. I mean, he didn't go to broadcasting school. He went to school to play football. And just to walk off the field and into the booth, I think he's done a heck of a job. And I give the two of them, age, uh, Tiki rather, and Matt, a lot of credit because you know, it's very easy to step on each other, and, and they've done a pretty good job of that. I mean, I, I get in and call the play, and then it's up to them to say who goes, who takes the replay. You know, so I think that's a hard thing to do. So I think they've done a really good job, and, and we love having A.J. down on the sidelines. So it's been, a, it's been a really enjoyable year for me and for our crew. All right. Well, it's always a pleasure to have you on. And, again, uh, keep up the great work. And, well, when they ask you to do a promo like that again, on comedy, <laughs> come do it again, man. That's that's money right there. Yeah, that's, uh, that's big time that. yesterday. Uh, you got it. Have a great it. call on Sunday. We'll do it again soon, Andrew. Thank you. Okay, take care. Happy New Year, Andrew Catalan, CBS. So I watched about twenty episodes of Seinfeld yesterday, and he. It was like almost every break, he had that promo. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I love it, though, man. I think they're having for the new year a – this is uh, Romy, by the way. Jim Romanek rejoins us now in for Brent Halverson today. Having a Seinfeld marathon, I believe. Oh, yeah? What's your favorite? Is it Comedy Central or Comedy Network now? What is it? I think it's, I think it's still Comedy Central. Comedy Central? Yeah. What's your favorite Seinfeld episode ever? Uh, the Hamptons, probably. I think the shrinkage. You combine the shrinkage with Kramer and the – Lobster poaching and, you know, George's 
girlfriend that he's bringing. He thinks she signed a letter of intent because she agreed to spend the night there. And, Genius episode. Yeah, and then, yeah, and then, you know, talking about shrink. Because I think we all, all us dudes that are listening out there have had issues <clears throat> with some sort of shrinkage in the past. And that's, you know, that's um, Elaine with the quote. I don't know how you guys live with those things, walk around with those things, whatever. I mean, it's great stuff. The Hamptons, how about you? Oh. Man, that's a that's a tough one. Um, I mean, the Hamptons, the opposite. You can't go wrong with the opposite. You can't go wrong with Junior Mint. No, I was. Uh, God, what's the, the one that Putty has? Uh, Putty's he scares the scares the priest when, when he's in the hockey. Is that the conversion? That one? I Maybe think the so. conversion. There, there, are, there. It might be easier to that's find the, one. the ones that it's aren't the conversion. Yeah, aren't the best. Like there's uh, the one where he races Duncan. Is it the race? Yes, it's that, the race. That, that's, that's not one of my favorites right there. By the way, yeah. Jerry always had some of the hottest girlfriends. He did. My every God. one. Every, it's, like, it's like Sandler. In every movie he's ever got a girlfriend or married to, they're all smokes. Smokes. Absolutely. He's not, you know, he's, he's going big or going home. He is. He's I, paying the bill for the most part as executive producer. All right, Romy, you're going to announce when we return our next Tavern Tour 100%. location, correct? You want this right now? We'll do it on the other side. We'll tease it, okay? We'll tease it. Hey, by the way, too, as we go to break here, are you ready, James? 239-1070. Number nine is going to go to the Bullseye Event Center, bullseyeeventgroup.com, Colts VIP tailgate. Presented by Hayes and Sons Restoration, all you can eat, all you can drink. Number nine at 239-1070 when the doors open at 10 a.m. on Sunday. You can be in line and ready to get in. All you can eat, all you can drink before the Raiders-Colts game on Sunday. Number nine, you're a winner. 93-5-107-5, the fan. The Ride with JMV. Nick, give him your wallet. What for? He's got a knife. <laughs> That's not a knife. That's a life. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Oh, thank you all for joining us today. Happy holidays to you. Hope you had a great Christmas. We're going to have a great New Year's together. I promise you that. Taylor's Pub. We're in Nora on 86 Westfield Boulevard. Great food up here. Stop by here. And uh, Chelsea shout out was awesome earlier. In our Larceny Bourbon Locks and Luna's Well Tequila Shots. This also a tavern tour. Uh, before we go, Denzel Washington, the actor, birthday today, he's 69. Oh. What's your favorite Denzel Washington film? Oh. What do you got there, Romy? Jim Romanak, by the way, in for Brent Halverson or our Larsley Bourbon Locks. Luna Azul Tequila Shots. Oh, what's yours? You want to get back to me? I got two of them right here. Man on Fire, John Creasy. Yeah. Oh, Man on Fire's badass. When he puts that C4 up that fat guy's butt and blows him up. <laughs> That's excellent. And his portrayal of Frank Lucas in American Gangster. Yeah. Opposite of uh, Russell Crowe, I thought, was outstanding. Now, that was more, that was a period piece, too. That was late 60s, early 70s. And I, I tend to, to gravitate toward those, but excellent nonetheless. I'm going to say Training Day. Training Day is awesome. Training oh, Day is so man. good. So many, so many fantastic lines. We, King we, Cole, we, we got on me. We, oh, man, that's we so in, good. We in the office, baby. Oh, so quotable. All right. Where are we, by the way? 
Coming up next week and then Tavern Tour Stop in January, Romy. Next week, we're going to be Crafters Pizza and Draft House, 2430 East, 146th Street in Carmel. Who's waiting for us at Crafters? Well, that'd be Brian Hall. Shout out to Brian Hall at Crafters. We're coming. Yeah. That's always, we've been there before. Great crowd. Fantastic. Over in Carmel at Crafters. That's next Thursday. And we start a new year of Tavern Tour Stops in January. Where is our first location? You know, first one, uh, I believe first one is uh, Manley's Irish Mutt. Mike to, Manley, I saw Mike Manley right before the Colts game. They're going to go Saturday ago. GG's after that. Yes, the brand new place, by the way, which we were talking about. Uh oh, Wits in. I can't wait. Yeah. The Wit, we're going, and this is in March. Yeah, we're going to the Wits Inn down in Whiteland. Oh yeah. Gonna That's going to be outstanding. I've been getting shout-outs all day. My boy Jeff Harris, my boy Mike Neese. My boy Mike Neese. Yes. They've been hitting me up all day. And we got a lot of other new places on there too, including. Oh, we're going to be we're going to be Rookie Sports Bar, Connor's Pub, Not- Working Man's Friend again, Heavies, Loft Millers. Oh yes, downtown. Downtown, we're going to be going there, yep. my man. Last time I was at Heavy's, a couple of falls ago, it was one of the biggest crowds I've ever been a part of. Well, I'm going to try to work, because, uh, you know, they're, they're a big biker bar down there. So we're going to try to work it. We got, I think it's going to be sometime in July. We're going to have a biker crowd down there. It's going to be oh, man. It's going to be epic, my friend. We're going to have a darn good time down there. I'm going to tell you what. That is awesome. Yeah, first timer for Wits Inn. That's coming in March. Yep. And by the way, my brother said the, the Maestro is his favorite the Seinfeld episode. The Maestro? Well, I can, yeah, that's good. That's good. I remember meeting the actor because that's the same actor that, that uh, was in Animal House. Oh, yes. And uh, Mark, uh, and I can't think of his last name right now, but um, he, remember they had, they had Bar and Filmworks downtown, right? Yeah, Hollywood Bar and Filmworks. Yeah, they had it downtown, and they, uh, I think it was at the end of their run, and they were bringing in, so they had an Animal House showing and brought in three of the actors from Animal House. And Mark, what's this? What's his last name? Looking for it right now. Mark. He was one of them. And uh, who else? Stephen First, who I think has passed away, who was Flounder, was one of them. And, um, and then the, um, not, uh, one, not, the, not the one that was uh, naked, but the other one, the other girl in there. Mark Metcalf. Mark Metcalf. He was, and I sat, I mean, they came into 13 on a Saturday morning what? when I was doing Weekend Sunrise, and we sat and talked about, you know, the maestro and, and talked about Twisted Sister. He's in that video with Dee Snyder. So, so was the other girl the same girl that was uh, it in was, Caddyshack? Uh, was she in Caddyshack? No, 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 no. I know you're talking, no, it, that, that was the young girl in that. Uh, remember, it was Otter's. Oh, oh yeah. yes. The one that, yeah. Um, oh, Babs. 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 Babs is the one. She, uh, she ended up uh, going with the Senator, Senator John Belushi at the end of that one. Well, there was Babs, and then there was the other one. I think Babs is the one that was there. Were, yes. Yeah. So, yeah, Animal House. But that's pretty cool, though. Hollywood Bar and Fillmore. Hey, you remember that place? Yeah. Oh, darn it. It was, it was something back in the day downtown. Hey, I got to thank you for stepping in. For, those are big shoes to fill oh. with Brent Holverson, our betting analyst today. You did an outstanding job. He's, thank you. I appreciate that. He's already, uh, apparently, I've got an HR meeting with uh, on Tuesday because I changed his pick. So I've already got that text. And training day, your favorite Denzel Washington. James, back in the studio. Favorite Denzel Washington all time. James, anything? James doesn't know who Denzel Washington is. He's looking it up. He's looking it up. Right <laughs> what do you now. got, Cam? What's your favorite Denzel Washington of all time? Film. Got anything in mind? Am I still hitting this too old? Is he too old for you guys, too? I mean, you could say, remember the Titans, right? No, oh, I'm sorry, buddy. You could say, remember the Titans. 
Coach Boone? Huh? Yeah, yeah, you can say that. What's your favorite? Yeah, Cam. Man on fire? Training day? No. The... Oh, Frank Lucas, American yeah. Gangster. American Gangster. Ooh, yeah, I like that. I like that. That's when uh, CJ out here, man. Hey, thank you very much. Oh, thank appreciate you, brother. That. I appreciate it, my man. I had a uh, blast. Jacob, Sianna, thank you guys, too. Cam, great job from you. James, back at the studio, outstanding. You, the uh, listening audience, man, I can't thank you enough for hanging when I was gone. Love it even more when you're here. And a shout-out to Brian Noah and Greg Gregstraw in for me earlier this week. I am feeling good. And tomorrow we go to Ale Emporium on Allisonville Road in Castleton. I've got Raiders Colts tickets to give away on a Bud Light Blue Friday. I want to see you all there tomorrow. Thank Kelsey and the gang here at Taylor's Pub. And a shout-out to Kyle, Brent, wherever you are, the lovely Sarah. Back with you tomorrow at 3. Castleton location of the Ale Emporium. Pacer Hoops tonight. Remember, 8 o'clock's that tip. Go Blue. Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairgrounds. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com.